again, I don't understand how people can feel like these people are not your gods. You know, they can if they would have said that they want to make themselves uh, thinner. They can't. You can't hold them. <laughs> I don't understand how you could hold it against them because as a celebrity, though, you owe your life to me. I, I, I own part of you. You can't do things without me having a, you know, a say in it. I thought it was amazing. I was like, you people are really, really fully upset about the fact that these people have got slim. It's almost like, oh, because you're not fat no more, I can't be fat and be okay. That makes no sense to me. Like, if you was fat and okay and these people helped you get to a point where maybe you felt like you was fat and okay, then that's fine, isn't it? This, why now do you still need to use that person as your linchpin? Haven't you got to the point where you're fat and okay? Haven't you already got there? Or do you still need this person to be fat with you? To I think okay with you. I don't get it. I think it speaks to the reality that... um for a lot of people they're not fat and okay and so therefore you need the justification of of this person who's visibly representing you It's just now you're going to have more people with more data. Are we recording now? I'm recording, yeah. We might as well talk. So well, the thing is, if you when you start on, um, like Simple Simon has given me another app and told me, check this thing out. And it basically does the same thing from what I can see. But nobody was on it. Nobody nobody was using it. So I must have clicked in and then logged off and that was it. Now, if I saw that um, Drake and Meek Mill and Fingy was there, I'd be like, okay, let me have a look. And then you stay on it. And then you start inviting your people and everybody's, and then it becomes this secret club like you're talking about. And I want to be part of it. And then that's, that's how it works. So no, it's exactly right. The quality of the user, and especially in the beginning, is what's going to get other people to come. You need to have it evangelized. And in this case, the evangelists are people that are, well, they're potentially trying to be quiet about it. But that's the reason that everybody, it's a, it's a club, isn't it? It's a, but it's it was, like, it was started up, as I said, as a, as a development app for developers. So maybe the developers themselves were just using iOS. Maybe they were iOS developers. I don't know. It wasn't, the, the intention of the app was not for this, I believe, anyway. Yeah, well, for what I've said. Apparently, the guy that actually runs the app is quite often in, in, uh, in uh, groups chatting about the app and asking people for the different experiences and what they suggest. All I'm saying now is that any intellectual property that is getting talked about on this app is going to get stolen quite nicely. There's going to be so much uh, um, theft on this app. It's going to be ridiculous because people yeah. are going to be opening groups. They're going to be chatting about it, blah, blah, blah. People are going to be taking bits and bobs of what they want and making whatever that's, what they want. That's just anything. But I was, I, was anything. In a, I was in a black tech group already and uh, yeah, they're talking, talking. And exactly, you're going to just see so many people that are saying, oh yeah, we, we, we're going to, we're starting up this because the people are going to try and use this for crowdfunding. I, I could almost guarantee that. Yes, so man is, like, yes the, the tech, when I was in there already, it's like, you know, it's no fool. So I'm not trying to push it on anybody, but this is what we do. This is where you can link us if you want to be involved in. Blah, 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 blah. Exactly. And if you ain't got patterns for all your stuff and these guys that are obviously tech guys as well are hearing all the little bits and bobs that you're doing because they'll be, they'll be, you know, um, sneaker agents. So they call them in, in these groups hearing all of these little bits and bobs that might be useful even for the app that they're on now suddenly you start seeing it pop up i'm never gonna forget the time that we what did we used to have on our on our facebook uh, web page that wasn't on facebook i mean facebook that was on our esn web page that wasn't on facebook i'm pretty certain we started before esn um, before facebook had it sorry we had the comment of the comment remember no one could do that before on facebook but mm. we could do it on our website all these little things that we was doing on our website suddenly was coming on facebook i'm pretty certain they were stealing somehow i don't, I don't know why i don't know how <laughs> 
But there was the internet. What's on your mind? Remember what's on your mind? Suddenly from nowhere, it was called what's on your mind. It wasn't, it wasn't that before on Facebook. And then suddenly it was what's on your mind. <clears throat> wow. Wahala really thinks Facebook stole. Listen, you say that. That's you how it happens. You say that. But That's people still think, all they need to see is a spike in one area that doesn't look right. Like, what's the spike? And they, and they're okay, what, what's going on there? And then they'll just take what they want from it. If they see that, if they say that ESN even have how many files we had on there, but it all seems to um, culminate. Um, what's the correct word? Everyone Col- culminate, culminate. They always you know congregate on one particular post. Yeah, culminate. And that, uh, one post. That one post is the what's on your mind post. Somebody might check to see why something on this one particular post, and then they might decide to steal it. You, you don't know what these people will steal. You know, listen. I don't trust anyone in tech. They are they're the biggest thieves. They're just they're like the music industry, tech industry. They will, they will steal your things, boy. No long thing. Why do you think they have to pattern everything so quick and so fast? Everybody has to pattern everything quick and fast. And listen, you have all those those groups already. Them, uh, I can't remember what they're called, where people, do, the developers uh, groups and all that stuff, where they do all of that stuff. This is, this is not a new thing. Mm. It's just the talking part of it is new. But the, the groups for developers together to, to discuss ideas and to say what they're doing is very normal. Mm. Um, Mr. Wolf, I know you're very quiet there. We are talking about Clubhouse, by the way, so I'm not too sure whether or not you've heard anything about it. Um, yeah, I know what Clubhouse is. Yeah, so that's what we're discussing at this present moment in time. I know we ain't done no intro, but I'm assuming we're rolling in. But yeah, man, I, I got a feeling that, uh, as I said, this this app here, it's one of those ones where it's either going to blow up or it's going to turn up. Uh, it's going to be like one of those um, whirlwinds where it takes over for six, seven months maybe even less and then suddenly no one wants to be on it because something happens if you know what I mean it's the introduction app I, I don't know I don't know if this one is going to be the big one this one was going to be the catalyst for the big one but somebody else will come with a slight refinement that will kind of like um, well you com- know what's complete happen. complete the application and then that will be the one that gets you know what I'm saying to lauded a bit you know what's going to happen it always happens this is going to be like Snapchat Some, you know, somebody's going to make an idea it's going to be good and then Facebook is going to create a different version you already see yeah, Twitter's got their own version of this every app, popular app that's already out there now and social media um, setting is going to make an, another version of just exactly this app and suddenly try to push it to the side it's just whether or not this can sink or swim in it that's how it really goes in the in this tech game in it yeah it's unfortunate but that's, that's that's what it is man it is what it is it is what, what it is. is. Do, 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 do. All right. Yeah. And that music. And this man will never know how much that annoys me. All right. Yes, 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 yeah, yes, 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 things yes, yes, yes. You need a faster internet connection so you don't overlap me. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this is why I hit recorded remotely. Yes, 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 yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, rodents and other small insects. Mr. Wolf, you cannot now lick your lips on the mic, yeah, because I can hear it very clearly from my headphones. <laughs> yeah. Lick it, Leon. Lick it, ladies. Lick it, ladies. Lick it. Oh, <laughs> uh, shout out, Cool Modi. Oh, was that local? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, oh, yeah, yeah, all right. My bad, my bad, my bad. Um, all right, yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and dogs, rodents and other small insects. One of you has your volume too loud because I can hear myself through your speaker or headphones. Turn it down. This is another episode of the Eloquently Saying Nothing podcast. Simple Simon, this is episode number... 283. Yes, uh, I am 
Stavros Bus. Get down. You can catch me at Stavros Bus everywhere. In the virtual room with us this very evening, we have, let's start off with Big Wahala. A big Wahala on Insta, a big Wahala on Twitter. What's good, people? We have Mr. Wolf. What's going on, people? How's everybody doing? I hope everyone can hear me nice and clear. And um, the internet connection is fine, bruv. I'm in sync. I'm in sync with everybody. You know what well, I mean? You took, you took a long gap before you answered him. Yeah, because yeah, I took... Mute himself, yeah, I took myself off uh, mute. But anyway, um, I haven't seen you guys in a little while. I haven't been on a pod for a couple of weeks. Um, been mad busy, but it's good to be back. I've got my Yoruba proverb here. And it is um, quite a straightforward one. Akim Pelu or Bad Jaku? Akim Pelu or Ba Jaku? This week's proverb translates to don't join a monkey to roam the forest. Don't join a monkey to roam the forest. And the wisdom translation is don't stoop low, aim high, don't descend low to do untoward things. And that is for real. They disrespected the monkey there, boy. No, that's the thing, isn't it? Um, Instagram, aka Mr. Wolf, Twitter, aka underscore Mr. Wolf. What is going on? And uh, last but not least, we have our brother, Simple Simon. I am already with the daughter. I have met the brother, I have met the sister, and they all seem to be cool. The auntie is also quite fond of me, which is great. But I seem to have a bit of a problem with the mother-in-law. She just doesn't really like me very much. It's evident. Gaza. That was a short excerpt from a poem by the Right Honourable Vibes Cartel, a.k.a. Adija Palmer. The uh, poem in its original rendition is called Mother-in-Law. And it goes a little something like this. Hear me now. Me done there with the daughter. She done say. Here be a you me war, but a war with me and the mother-in-law War with me and the mother-in-law In a the yard stone show a jar The brother not so bad neither the grandma But a war with me and the mother-in-law War with me and the mother-in-law You should tell her not talk to the youth But you are going to rebuke if a rebel she salute But the love you now go dilute Cause she never fall, she float like a At Simple Simon FB on Twitter I don't have Instagrams Guys I always say for Ever alliance on the foundation, bang, 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 bang. All right, uh, you can catch us collectively at ESN Podcast on all your social medias. Uh, hashtag ESN Pod to start or join in the conversation. And coming soon to what's the name of the app called again? Clubhouse. <laughs> Clubhouse. Maybe you'll find us in there. We're, we're going to try and do a thing or something. I don't know. But you can follow me on, on Clubhouse. Still the same Savros bus everywhere. I'm going to use that as my excuse. That's the only reason I went on Clubhouse, just so I could claim my name. Yeah. My name is my name. You know, you, can, you say that. Why, yeah, but why do you need an excuse, though, bruv? Because I'm a snob. Well, and you shouldn't be on such an app. It's a first track, man. I'm looking through. I'm scrolling through the pictures. I'm like, damn, goddamn. I don't know what. Like, <laughs> I don't know if it's any different than any other social media, but scrolling through the pictures of Instagram can be quite addictive. That's the thing. Uh, yeah, I don't. Trust I still me. don't do Instagram actually. So yeah, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the mm-hmm. thing. 
all I'm saying is social media exposes you to the how I just don't and anyone that tells me they don't like black girls I just think they're bad or they're just not on social media wow if, what if they're not black I'm talking about black people okay I'm, I, I'm not talking about the color the colour nice. <laughs> wow. about black people because I just don't get it <laughs> yeah. that, if, you, if you are a black man and you you are not attracted to black women there is clearly something's gone wrong something's gone really really wrong because the internet is, especially online, just, just just on a normal day scrolling on your timeline, just people just posting pictures of their self or their face or whatever. And you'd be like, there's so many beautiful black people, man. And and people just say that they don't like black. I just don't get it. I just, I really don't. I just, but it, it is what it is, isn't it? I'm with you. 100%. It's crazy. S- simple. Are you co-signing the three of us? Or are you going to be like the other people? No, no. If you, it's, if, again, like, like you said, if you're a black man and you don't, you don't find at least one type of black woman attractive, then something's wrong. 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 Yeah, we have a whole load of shades and, you know. The diversity is too much for you to, 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 to be able to put your hand up and say, I don't like any of them. Come on, man. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. You know, I've never thought of it like that before because I've, I've heard the diversity with hair before. And for me, it's not even really the biggest case because we, most of us have one style of it. Most of us have one style of hair. But when it comes to actually, if you look at any other race, in fact, maybe I'll include I'll include Asian in this actually, as in brown Asian, because they they range widely from light to dark, depending on where you're from and whatnot. And then um, we are the same with with blacks. You can have the lightest black person who looks almost almost like a, or lighter than certain other white people to the to the darkest crispiest Sudanese beauty like there's a whole range so you can't say if you don't like black women or one type of black woman ah but here's the thing now because I've just said because I've just touched on skin tone colour if there are people out there that say they prefer light skin or red bone and all that stuff and they get cussed for it so should we really be cussing their mans if they they've, at least they picked a black type and this is the type of black woman I like um I'm not saying that you you can have preference. I'm just I just don't understand. As I said, for me, it's one of those things. Like, okay, I like Latin girls. All right, fine. That's your preference. It's well, you start- make sure you know that because it sounded like that's what you were saying. No, but that's the person's preference. That's what they say, yeah. But then you then can't. I I just can't then see how you can say that all oh, dark skin because that's what it comes alongside a lot of the time. Dark skin girls are ugly because you like light skin girls. That's not how. That's for me not how I see it. I just, uh, the person should have a preference. That's fine. But then why do you then have to degrade the, the complete other side? Like say every other dark skin. It doesn't make any sense. It's not logical for me. Okay. Well, I know people in this, in our, let's say in our WhatsApp group that highly prefer dark skin girls. Do you, they, nobody ever tells him, brother, you should look at the lighter skin too. No, but he's not saying that, that they will not say that the light skin girls are ugly though. Which is what I'm trying to explain to you. There, there is a preference, I and mean, alongside that preference, when it comes to dark skinned girls, it tends to have a negative uh, connotation to it. So I like light skinned girls, or I like lighties, or whatever they want to call them on Tuesday. But then on, they'll be saying to that person, "Okay, I like," but the dark skinned girls are ugly. That's the problem. It goes along hand in hand with it, which is unnecessary. Um, and it's obviously, obviously, there's a um. In fact, this conversation, I don't even know what we're having. Like, we don't know the answers to it. You, you know there's a connotation to dark skin girls that has been pushed heavily in the in the media so to make dark skin girls look ugly regardless of whether or not they look pretty or not. You, you, you're the one that's seen the ordered things about the dolls and how dark skin dolls are presented and this stuff. So it comes with a lot more baggage than just, you know, I like light skin girls. That, I, 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 think, I think in a nutshell, the problem is um, the preference is... Um, 
kind of mentioned in contrast rather than just being a preference. So uh, it sounds weird because a preference is a contrast. It's like, you know, I choose this one over the others. But you can say I prefer this without having to say because that is horrible. Does that make sense? Like It makes, it makes sense. You, you man, you man prefer Nike for whatever reason you prefer it, but you never go out and say, "Oh yeah, Adidas is trash and, and Puma is trash and all the rest of the trainers are trash." You just prefer Nike. The problem is with these men, whenever they want to say that they prefer, I don't know, even if they want to prefer white women, for for example, it, it has to come with because black women are this or because dark skinned women are that. So that's the way the problem lies. I, f- I think the thing is that for every ten men that prefer light-skinned women or less or white, less with light skin that prefer light-skinned black women over darker-skinned black women, only one of them is actually oh, yep, opening his mouth chatting rubbish because black women are ugly. Yeah, but they seem to be very loud. Dark-skinned women, you mean? Sorry, dark, yeah. Only one of the 10 is opening his mouth to say something stupid. But all the attention you're, you're, will focus on that one man. You're yeah, just but assuming, it, but you're just, you, we don't know that. That's just speculation. Yeah, it's speculation. And it, again, it doesn't. it's not just the one person it is the whole media everything around the media everything that it gets pushed into your face everything that you see indicates that the dark-skinned woman the dark skin in general is seen to be bad right down to the bleaching creams and the this that and that other uh, again it was a conversation that we know about i, was, I don't know why you're, you're being devil's advocate here because you know you know what you're saying you know the you know the truth. It's like it's, it is something that's it's, it's not something that um people just say and it's uh, you know it's it, just, is, oh, yeah. it is known. Yeah, it's not just a uh, something that we be able to say because it's, it, people are in uproar for no reason. It's not like when people are just behaving like bitches. You know, what I mean, this is a real thing. It's not something that you know. It's not gonna. It's gonna affect your daughter. It's gonna affect you know any dark skin girl that you you know. It's gonna have an effect on them because of the way that society pushes it. And it just happens to be even worse when your own people, your own men are now obviously, again, going with the stereotype and pushing that agenda quite heavily, openly. Even if it's one or two, one or two is still too much. I was um, watching the Fresh Prince reunion program yesterday. It was so, it was, you guys were right, man. I didn't think it was going to be that good because it just all the memories came flooding back. And then when you had the, the original Aunt Viv, the OG, come and say, you know, saying a black woman is problematic in Hollywood mm-hmm. is, is the death trap for her, especially a dark skinned woman like me. Um, so, you yeah. Call I, a dark skinned out viv. A light skinned out viv. <laughs> because I mean? there was such a disparity. Like, one was literally like a dark skinned woman. She wasn't like normal, she was dark. And then one was the. was Fully, fully, fully caramel. Black, she black, wasn't black. like normal. She was dark. Neither of them was. There was no middle ground. It wasn't like one what's was, a normal black. Yeah, there was a dark and a very dark. Well, yeah, she was dark. Well, 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 I think maybe. I think maybe. I mean, color. If if, if, <laughs> if <laughs> it's getting worse. No, if you have a range of black from one to ten in terms of ten is the darkest, and one is the the lightest. Then um, normal is not the right term. Normal's normal right is term. what is in the middle. No, no. <laughs> okay, fine then. Um, what's what's it then? Average or what's what's the, what's the term then? The medium one, medium black. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can I have a can I have a medium black, please? Uh, you know, have a medium yeah, black. Like, like a coffee, bud. Yeah, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, all right. For, for me, it's it's more. If you was to use that term, then a normal black in Hollywood wouldn't be a dark-skinned uh, actress or actor like Aunt Viv 
uh, normal black is brown skin or light skin. You get me? So if I, I thought that that's what you meant because normal black in Hollywood, I, I can understand that term a little bit. You know what I mean? Because you're not really looking at dark skin actors like Aunt Viv, I mean, or, or the lady on, um, on um, what's this, uh, Murder. Oh, how, how to how to how, how to Viola Davis? Murder. Yeah, Viola Davis. Do you know what I mean? She sent her first trap picture the other day as well. But oh, she was in the gym. In it, yeah. Boy, I was thinking, Auntie, Auntie, oh Auntie. Have you seen that picture, Mister? Oh, Auntie. What picture is oh, that of, what, of her in the gym? Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. She looked. I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you right now. <laughs> right now, as we're talking. I right, put it in the group because I ain't seen it either. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, carry on, carry on, Yeah, no, no, that's that's basically what I'm saying. Um, just touching on how uh, to get away from murder. I've just decided to start watching it, and well, I'm, on, coaster, boy. I'm, yeah, I'm on season one, episode seven, and I'm just watching it, thinking, rah, <laughs> I get it. I get why people's going on about it, and I'm just in season one, and I know someone that binge watched all five seasons into the new season now in a week. I just, I don't know how people find the time. Obviously, we're oh, in some lockdown. Yeah, you locked down there, man. What but, else can you even, do? Yeah, I get that. But even then, I just ain't got the time. But um, yeah. You can find the time if you wanted to. You, it's not something that's important for you. That's why. Yeah, no, it's not. That's how people, people have importance in their lives, isn't it? What they find is important, they'll find time for. And this person obviously found the time to, to, to watch what they wanted to watch. Some it's people will say... Difficult. You know, like if I want to watch a program, I might not sleep for uh, uh, until I've watched maybe six episodes and then go to sleep at about two o'clock in the morning. Did that be if I want to watch as many episodes as I want to? It all depends on what 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 you got for the day, I suppose. Yes, but it is very good. I can't I, and and I ain't even in like season two, three, and I heard that it just hots up as it goes she, along. She deserves the accolades for that program. Mm. Accolades. Oh, she before we continue, that. before we continue, shout out. Um, uh, DJ Web Singer, big up yourself wherever you are. My G Gaza. Yeah, uh, never, never forget the the soldiers that aren't around. So, um, <clears throat> so Did we you be- miss me. No, I forgot you hadn't even been on until you mentioned it earlier. I'm never gonna lie to you. Uh, me too. When you me said too. I haven't been on for a couple of weeks, I was like, right. Is that- <laughs> so one of the weeks, it was just the two of you. I know you miss me, bruv. You know it was me and simple. Yes, yeah. Yes, we had a very good conversation. What are you talking it was, about? It was it was a good pod, but I know you miss man. You get me, but but maybe you didn't miss man last week. You know what I mean? It's all good. I don't you know. know what, it's you okay. Know it's okay to say that I miss you. You know. I didn't for no. I can't remember. That's the point. I, 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 potentially, I did. Potentially, I missed you. But I at the time, potentially, potentially. At the time, maybe I missed you, but before, but I, I can't believe I can't say that I, I continued missing you because obviously I forgot that you was on last week or the week before that. I just always assume that you're there. Mr. Wolf, yeah, yep. that's that's your presence, man. You're a ghost, like you're always there. Um, you, me and you were not on that episode um, with just them two. Uh, it gave me an idea when when we we're listening. For me, it was almost like I would love to have an ESN where it's like there's a rotation where there's not not a regular thing, not a set out thing, but just the idea of just two people because the conversation, the dynamics change completely, and it's a it's a it's a more flowing conversation. It's a more all, I don't know if it's more it's just different it's, let me not say it flows more it's all more organic but it's different and I liked the, dif- the difference I think me and you could do that or you and Mr. Mr. Uh, Websinger could do that or Websinger and Simple Simon could do that or me and my brother well, me and my brother I've done it before so it, whenever there's two people in the pod the dynamics change what, what do you think about that? 
do you think do you like did you like it do you think it would be interesting to do that with other members doing other two man pods or what has she um got implants or what are these, are these regulars? <laughs> he's talking about viola isn't it? <laughs> yeah i'm talking about viola she looked good though she Damn. Good picture, isn't it? yeah well is she is she pumped up son I don't know. I don't on think Netflix, so. you, she's got a show called Maya, Maya Something. I forgot what it's called, actually, where she yeah. had to put on a lot of weight. So now mm. she's just losing the weight again. So she she's burning. She's wearing a lot of makeup, but it's all good. I ain't got a problem with that. And a big, big ass diamond ring as well. I've never understood the makeup in the gym, man. You go to the gym and there's some girls yeah, that are fully caked up. Yeah, it's mad. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that's a good idea. I think any idea that is away from normality is good. Do you know what I mean? Um, so I'm up for that up to having a conversation with whoever. Do you know what I mean? Does that just include, does that include guests or just uh, the two members that are chosen? Nah, just, just, just members. But I guess guests could work. You know what? You could all have, you could have a whole splinter of ESN thing where it's like ESN one-on-one and that would be it. It'd be one person. So you, for instance, Mr. Wolf, could go and find your spa, just set up the microphone with you and them and be like, this is ESN, uh, solo or ESN 101 or wherever it is and this is what the episode is this week and you have a friend that you want to talk about vaccines or or the gym or Liverpool and that's the, that's what the episode is it's like it's a whole it's only little capsulated thing but just a one-on-one conversation and that's that it's I mean it's funny that you talk about that I've got a friend who's trying to set up a podcast now um, he wants to set up a football podcast and he's obviously invited me in because, you know, I'm quite experienced in the whole thing. Um, and we're in a group and I, and he was getting a bit frustrated that we weren't moving as quickly as we should have been. I mean, I was there, but I had to break it down to him and everybody else that was in there that everybody wants to do a podcast now, but it's not as easy as it sounds it's not as easy as just getting people together and recording the commitment that is required to do that is mad and i and like i've said to you guys that we shouldn't underestimate um how well we have done in the past five years of getting back together is it five years we five years we restarted it'll be five years in january mad see yeah so i mean I, I have no problem getting people on. There's uh, people that I could think right now that would come on for one-on-one or one-to-three or whatever. It'll be good. But um, yeah, man, there's 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 a lot of men out there that want to do podcasts, but it's not as straightforward as... They all want to do one, bro. I actually do think it's straightforward. I actually think it's easy. I don't see... I, it's one of the easiest things you could do. Mm. It's easy if, you, if, you, if you're not um, somebody that has to edit the podcast uh, do all that type of stuff and you just go in just go in have a chat and come back out again and, and deliver your product problem is though you say it's easy because you're good at it mm. when, you're, when you're in there and you suddenly you have nothing to say like there's for no re- there should have been no reason why me and Simple Cyburn could not know that we're not doing a podcast on our own because we did not know it was just going to be the two of us and be able to have a two hour conversation with no problem that should not that's not normally the case. If two people go into a podcast thinking that it's going to be more than that and they have no topics because we had no topics and we just spoke for two hours, it's not as easy as people think because there'll be, uh, uh, to be honest, I can't really talk because obviously I was in the podcast, but I don't think it was rubbish. A lot of people will come up with rubbish. 
Uh, what no there's two things here one is that you are a professional talker like you could if if we got paid to do podcasts you'd be this would be a job for you or a side hustle it's like it's something that you do so no i'm not having that and then two you're talking to your bedroom of 20 plus years so it's not uh, i'm not you mean that. so then you're actually proving my point you're saying i'm a professional talker because no, i'm but, a podcaster that's okay. why i'm a professional talker because right. i'm experienced in talking I've, 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 talker, I, I, all right and i'll take i'll, I'll retract that and i'll change it to, to make it correct before the podcast ever existed that was something you were good at and it was something i was good at it's something that all of us were good at this is why we do it in the first place i used to me and um websling i used to sit there and chat about all these mad madness all day which is why we started up the podcast my brother can talk for england and nigeria and put them both on his back and then walk around the world and do it well and win you could do it mr wolf will have uh, uh, he will be there interjecting and overlapping people when they're actually talking to drill in his point and make his wonderful reference and then back out and then do the the, the Cantona turn with his his collar lifted up you get me so (laughs) everybody has their thing we are all good talkers so we've had people in the past that have come into the pod and that is not their forte so don't get me wrong I'm not saying everybody can do it but if you can talk then you can talk as I said I, I don't think it's as easy as you think it is just the talking and then the commitment to be able to do something every week is not something that everyone's capable of doing. It doesn't have to be every week. It doesn't have to be it's like end of the day oh where you have a even, have a regular even, even a rotation of every two, three weeks. Stav, we know somebody that had a podcast. Um, shout out, sound legit. They were doing a podcast every seven months. Every time I speak to them, I, we, we were meant to be doing it every week. It turns out to be like every seven months they'll do a podcast. It's only now that they started to get a bit more regular. It happens, but, isn't but, it? Hey, 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 Devin. They, yeah, they stopped at all again. <laughs> <laughs> but what I'm saying, you can understand what I'm saying. Even the people that have to pay for studio time and stuff like that, again, you might not be able to afford it. We've taken the time out to to take the equipment and all that type of stuff. This podcast game, for me, it's not easy. But there are a million and one podcasts starting every day, and and it's become like a joke thing now on a on um on social media. In fact, uh, shout out my own royalty where she was complaining about it. like people like to just be dashing joke up podcasters like we're just nothing they don't know that there's a lot of effort that goes into uh, into the thing that we're doing As, I, I saw that comment. why did you say that where did, where did that come from it, it came from the clubhouse I'm pretty sad of it that people might, might probably be talking about it in clubhouse and people make jokes about all, all, all these men are, uh, anything that seems to be misogynistic or any type of fo- foolishness that men are talking about they tend to say that there's a podcast or somebody that's starting a podcast behind it basically so um, yeah podcasts are not getting the best uh they're not getting the best name out on these streets for some of the things that are going around and, and spreading. It seems like they, they feel like podcasters are the spreading, uh, especially male podcasters are spreading nonsense. It you makes know, sense. It makes sense because wh- what you have is people that are vocal. You have men that are opening up their private circle because end of the day, women are not usually privy to these kind of conversations. Um, so now all of a sudden they can tune in and listen and what they're hearing is toxicity is, as far as they're concerned. But this is normal male or locker room banter or Bants. This is what us guys do, not in the presence of women. Sometimes you forget there's going to be a bunch of people that are not. So, for instance, we always think our, our audience is black a lot of the time. There's things that people, some of the things we're saying that it's like somebody else is going to feel a bit of a twinge with that. And it's because it's, they're not a black person listening to it. And it's like, oh, it's a bit risky. What you might assume is that if they're listening to us, then they're, they're ready to be open for that kind of conversation. It's like you should know what kind of market you're in. Mm. You don't go, you don't, as I said the other day, you don't, you don't walk into Jerry Springer and then get surprised when a, a chair is flung at your head. That's, that's your fault. Yeah. Obviously, chairs are not meant to be thrown left, right, and center everywhere. But if you go into Jerry Springer and you, and you should know where you're going. So there's that kind of thing as well. So I get that it's always going to be controversial because we are just opening up. There are things that, usually said in private and now people are talking on the mic 
and it's like, oh, those guys are problematic. But no, your bedroom is problematic too. It's just when he's talking to his friend, you are not privy to that conversation. He's saying the same thing that the people on that podcast are saying. And 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 I want us listeners to know it, what, what it comes down to is that some people say how they have a dial on how um what's what's the thing how they're gonna censor themselves. There are some people mm-hmm. that have got that dial on zero. It's like I'm not censoring myself. I don't care. They're gonna cancel me like Wiley. I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about the Jews. I'm gonna talk about the Arabs. I'm gonna talk about the South Americans. I'm gonna talk about the Chinese. I'm gonna talk about the Uyghur. Everything I'll talk. And if they cancel me, they cancel me. I don't care. Or they don't even think about being cancelled. It's like it's not even part of their frame. And then there's other people that have it on nine on ten. It's like you know what? I don't want no drama. I don't want no beef. I think we're on about a three. That's that's where I'd put us. We're on about three. We, we we speak our minds, but we know we can't just say everything and anything. Well, most of the time we know that some sometimes we know the things that we're saying is just wild. <laughs> so regardless of whether or not we even if we agree with them, we, we do know that they're still wild. But um yeah, I just think that this podcasting thing is not it's not easy. I think Mr. Wolf's right. I think the person that he's doing this podcast with, he's gonna be more frustrated <laughs> as weeks go by when again somebody can't come in you know when they can't come a week when he thinks that the, let's say that Liverpool play Arsenal and he's got this whole thing set up that you know we're going to have this discussion after and then suddenly the Liverpool supporter doesn't turn up or the Arsenal supporter doesn't turn up and then suddenly he's, you know all of this stuff can easily happen with a podcast I think people do take it granted whether or not you think that it's easy or not Steph I don't know but I, I would say that I think it's not that's not easy I it's, think it's hard work Mr Wolf. Yo. Seeing as you, you are the one with the experience, why don't you just set up, um, you know, we're, we're using the app at, at present. Why don't you just set up this app and invite, send a, send a link to the, whoever's in that WhatsApp group and say, let's record a, a you know, a half an hour thing right now. What app? The uh, Zencast. Yeah. Hmm. It's, 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 this is what I mean. It's, it's easy. You could easily send that to the WhatsApp group and send it on whatever day that you lot, guys is talking. You could all be talking at that minute. And it's like, anyone working? Like, no, we're all cool, man. We're all sitting at home watching watching the game, for instance. I'm going to send you guys a link. Open a link on your laptop. Don't need a special microphone because, yeah, I know you, we could we could try and do it that way. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, one's going to sound better than the other. For us, the difference for me is a good sounding podcast and a bad sounding podcast. Not just a podcast. Getting a podcast is easy making it sound good and maybe the content, I'm not saying the content is always going to be good. Maybe the people are not the best people to do a podcast. Some people might say that about us. They might say our pod- your podcast is rubbish. You're boring. You're old men. You're, you're not taking talking about anything that I'm interested in and they move on to the next thing, which is good. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got their own flavor. So I understand that part and I understand the part about the quality of audio because I will still complain. There are people that go to big, big studios paying money and I'm listening to their podcast and I, I can hear two people out of three or I can hear two out of four or the guest is not mic'd up. It's just so annoying. It's like, like, I, I would be very, very upset if I played to go to a studio and when I listen back to it, different people sound, different volumes and all that. It's, it's, it's annoying. So that is a separate part, which is where I think we excel uh, along with s- certain others, which I won't get into, but uh, you, you know who you are. If you sound good, you sound good. Um, but just having a pod is not a problem. So go on. Uh, and on, on that point, we are, we are recording remotely, buddy. <laughs> but yeah, so if the sound quality sounds different than normal. Yeah. Oh. Um, going back to Clubhouse, yeah, and the the the, the thing about this Clubhouse stuff, I think that's quite rig, um quite suited to what we we talked about in a podcast because I think you you clearly you um kind of alluded to it but didn't get into it how easy it is for people to forget themselves when they're on the podcast. I think you said clearly touched on it, but maybe didn't go into it. But it's so easy to somebody to forget themselves when they're on a podcast and just speak things that they're not really supposed to say or wouldn't necessarily say. And I think Clubhouse is the same. Now I don't know if you might have heard what happened this past week on Clubhouse, which I just I actually couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. Right? So 
they, I think there was a group with some girls in it and some guys in it. And somebody said they were going to give a guy $300, I think, cash up in $300 for the best Mona on the podcast. I mean, on the, on the, on the clubhouse room. Mona. When I say Mona, I don't mean as in oh, like like Wala moaning about something he hates or whatever. As in sexual moans. Yeah, I saw that. And there was mans that was on that app doing it. Celebrities mans was doing it. Goddamn 47. People forget themselves when there's a microphone in front of them and they're talking to people openly. It is mad. So this- grown men were just making sexual sounds. Sexual sounds on an app with I think 15,000 people or so, some stupid amount of thousands of people on the, on the group in that group listening to them. Right. The was shame that, is gone. Is that Lakeith? Uh, yes. Let's keep Stanford. Was he not the one moaning about um, yes. our man? The other I, day? I, I, see, I don't know what actually happened because I'm not in the group so I don't know what the actual discussion is. I can only see the out, um, the, you know, what's going on around the discussions outside of it. But from what I could see, people were saying that he was complaining that he was good, he was going for the, is it, um, what's his name? What's his name again? You know, it's a bad, Fred, is it, it's something Hampton. Sorry. Fred oh. Hampton. Fred Hampton. That's it. He was going for the Red Fred Hampton role and he didn't get it. Um, the person that well, did he, get it was, he he's in the film, but he's, he, he wanted to go for the Fred Hampton role. Mm, okay. So the person so, that did get it was um, Daniel Kaluuya, who's obviously a British actor and he's not an American. So for people that don't know, Fred Hampton, um, Fred Hampton was the leader of the um, Black Panther. Black Panther. And uh, obviously that's a very American story with a very American past and a very big American history. Uh, obviously their, their complaint is that, you know, if you've got an American actor that's willing to play this part, why are you not giving it to a black British African actor? Uh, yeah, so it's not it's not new. We've had this discussion before. Remember Samuel Jackson, who went mm-hmm. and ran rant about British actors coming to steal all their jobs and blah blah blah. Actually, sounds like a Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean, we've had this and discussion. I think I think Giggs had a word to say about that as well, didn't it? Yeah, Giggs did cuss off, <laughs> cuss, off. <laughs> cuss off, Uncle. Right, like, like, he deserves you know, it, though, man. It's a conversation though. As time goes by, I kind of get a little bit more. Like for instance, I've put in Fred Hampton. Because I wanted to get the name of the film. The name of the film is Judas and the Black Messiah. So, like my man said, it, it, it um, stars uh, Daniel Kaluuya and um, what's the, the other dude is Lakeith Stanfield. Lakeith Stanfield is in is also in the film. The other dude, right. yeah, man. Because if they're gunning our guy, our Ugandan king, all right. But I put Fred Hampton in to say um, to get the name of the film, and under the picture. This is Fred Hampton, American activist, and it's got a picture of Fred Hampton, and then next to it, the second picture, it's got a picture of Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah, but that's now. That's only because the film is going to be coming out, and obviously that's... Yeah, the- it's, 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 it's not talking about the film, it's talking about him. That's him. But yes, it's a, yeah, I know, I, don't get me wrong, I, I know it's a mistake. I have to say, um, I'm not really buying the whole complaints that these uh, Americans have. Um, I can, I kind of understand to a certain degree, but when you deep it, I think it's a little bit of double standards. Because, you know, if we decide to do some big, uh, major, epic stories about African history, then maybe they shouldn't play the roles. Do you understand? I just want to, that's what I'm saying. I just want to see the best candidate um, take the role. And the best candidate is not a white European to play the role of Moses, for example. You know what I mean? So, you know, things like coming to America, was there one 
African actor in it. Is there going to be an African actor in the in the new one that's coming yeah, out? That's there one is. of the big discussions that they were just talking about. Good, good, good. Because no. I thought that um, you can't bring out this new coming. No, I don't know if there's an African actor in it. Oh well, I I, I'm not, not, not. The discussion is that people are they're all complaining about British actors taking their parts, coming there, stealing their jobs, and they're doing a whole new coming to America. And they're still going to have all these people that none of them are African. Well, there you go. So, and they're all going to be chatting their, their rubbish African accents that don't make no sense. That you don't know, you can't locate where they come from because they're all different in the same Uganda or Zamunda, sorry. And and you know, people are like, you can't make these complaints when you've been doing this stuff for years. Exactly, and and it's not like they we're short of African actors. Do you understand? So, they could have dug deep, or they could have just done a little search, done a little casting thing, and they would have found a few people. I mean, you pe- pe- people like Basketmouth and, and, and even uh, Dulo, you know, those, yeah. those, those comedians. I even sent him a message. I remember years ago. I mean, I don't know the guy, but I just sent him a message. It didn't go through. But I said, if they do another coming to America, you should play a role in it. You know what I mean? His agent should be the kind of person. He should be putting his client forward for these kind of, kind of roles because there's a lot of black... African comedians that can play these kind of roles in these mm. uh, uh, black comedies, you know what I mean? But you know, that's why I was, for me, it's just a double standard in it. This change. Uh, as I'm going through the list, you know, it's so different when I have actual internet in front of me when I'm recording because uh, in the studio we don't have internet, so I don't do anything on my laptop. But I have it here now, so it's wonderful. But I'm going through the, the cast list of Coming to America too, and there is one African that I can see. One, how you that Hollywood? Michael Blackson. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my God, Eddie! Your favorite guy. I'm very black, Eddie. I'm Your favorite very, very black. Yeah, well, he is African, isn't it? So, and okay. be, yeah, but even him, have you seen just the way he talks? He puts on an accent, but is his African accent good? Uh, no, he sounds like the African accents that you get from the people. people like yeah, people of yeah. Mm. I, 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 I'm not really a, a big fan. I'm not a big fan of Michael Blackstone at all, to be honest. Neither. Am but, I. Um, uh. But again, there are so many different um, discussions regarding this this situation. But one of them has to be, and I know that they don't want to hear it, some of you just ain't good enough, bruv. Some of these no. young British actors are just really, really good. You know you know what's um, mm-hmm. interesting? You know what's interesting about that as well is um, Dr. Umar Johnson had a, had a weigh-in on this as well. Oh, Dr. Was, Umar. Yeah, but here's, here's what was interesting about what he said. He said, you know what? I've thought about this situation and I don't have a problem with our brothers from anywhere playing um, these particular parts. My issue is, do those brothers represent the Pan-African, Pan-African ideology and the family? Do they consider us to be one? Are they, are they American when... Are they African American when they're doing this work? Like, as a he says, he says, as a Pan Africanist, when you go to a place, um, if you are for the people of that place, you are a person of that place. So he, he says, when he's in Nigeria, he's Nigerian. When he's in South Africa, he's he's, he's South African. When wherever he is, as an African of the of the world, he is of that place. And his only problem is, if that British actor is coming there to do this African American part, is he African American in his in his in his heart and in his ideology, or is he um, just coming to exploit the situation? And that's where he's uh, that's where his um his line is drawn. And I like that. I like that take. It doesn't make sense to me. What do you mean? What, what do you mean? I'm not African American. I'm not African American. I'm African. No, but I'm as, saying as he should, as he's always telling that every, they all are. 
You're no, yeah, yeah, but when you're why now suddenly do I now become an African American because I'm playing a part of somebody that is an African American? Surely I'm just playing an African. Like he's that person's an African. That like other person's an African. Where did I suddenly now add the American because now suddenly I'm playing a part? But you, it's 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 about the context of 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 um the spirit in which you are entering this this transition, basically this phase. So, are you doing it? wholesomely or are you doing it as a job if that makes sense do you get what I mean oh, okay so it, for me it depends on what role it is isn't it if I'm playing a, a an African American in I don't know oh, I don't know uh, Murder She Wrote right but I'm a British actor Murder She Wrote that's not going to really make a ma- major issue is it I could be playing T-Boy 7 I, do I now need to have uh, my Pan African hat on for T-Boy 7 no but that's what, this, this is what he means he means in context of what you, what it is yeah, you're exactly. doing so yeah. somebody so somebody I think and, I, and I'm I'm hoping that Clubhouse is actually bridging this gap because I'm see, I'm hearing a lot of debates and arguments between the British blacks and the American blacks about how things are different and how blah 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 and I hear there's a lot of dialogue and discourse going back and forth a lot of the British people seem frustrated there's like the Americans they just not listen they don't believe us they don't care about us I even saw one group where there was I think some Africans were saying are black people black oh no or black African people black like there's all these mad conversations that I don't understand are are black who black black Africans black what's I don't know I think they're trying to say we're just African we're not black only Americans can call themselves black which oh, is that ADOS thing again isn't it yeah but there were Africans that was that was opening this group I don't know I didn't make any sense to me and, but anyway any ADOS business but you have to take that with not a pinch of salt you have to take it with the whole tub of salt <laughs> But as I said, I don't think they were Ados. I think they were Africans that were actually made a group. But anyway, it is what it is. But there's all these discussions that's happening online, especially on Clubhouse. And then, um, you know, it, the discourse is, is going back and forth. But um, I, forget, I forget what I pointed out I was saying now. But yeah, so um, I, I think when it comes to these certain situations and these things, yes, maybe we didn't live through certain things that you as Americans live through, but it doesn't mean that it's not a part of history that we understand and know. Because we probably know more American black history than we know British black history. If I'm going to be completely honest. Yeah, but then it comes It comes from the... Then you start getting into the very um, visceral nature of it. So, yeah, you might have understand it and seen it as an observer from afar, but it's a different to have lived it as well. No, not and, disputing the living thing. I'm not disputing the living, but you can't say you don't know anything about it because we do know something about it. We just didn't live it. Yeah, okay. From that point of view, then, yeah. Um, but I think a lot of the time, the 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 point of angst potentially is that, you know, you didn't live this. And what we have to take into account is a lot of the time, the actors that are playing the parts either lived it directly themselves or um, they have family members that um, have lived the experience. So it's kind of very real to them in that sense. So there is remember we we are we are always having a conversation about owning our stories or what have you and being able to tell our stories and we're in that phase now as a culture and as a people where we are we've realized the damage that's done by not being able to tell your story and being able to own your story when we're getting over the idea of the hunter um tells a story and it doesn't ever glorify the hunted um so now as the hunted we're saying okay we're telling our own stories and then in the midst of doing that, we're importing the, the the clientele to tell our own stories. So there's that kind of feeling as well. It's like, all right, yeah, we're finally getting to tell the African-American point of view, the African-American story. And now we're 
bringing in British actors to tell the African American story. So I can understand why someone might be hurt about that. Can, can I ask you a question? Um, can Can I touch on something first, uh, Big Ohala? Go on. Um, please don't forget your question. Um, just one thing that I wanted to uh, touch on was the idea that you know we're not this, that we haven't gone through the same struggle, and that um, it, it's it's almost as if we're looked down on as. Uh, African Brits or Africans because we haven't gone through the whole slavery thing and it, you know the whole 500 years of devastation that happened and what have you but we had our own issues so it's not exactly the same but during that period when slavery was taking place in the United States families were consistently torn apart by the white man to be shipped over to America is that not correct? So families back home in Africa were consistently tore apart and sent, shipped and killed. So we didn't go through exactly the same thing, but we went through colonialism as well. So the idea of um, them looking down to us, I really do not like that. It's the whole divide and conquer thing. And, you know, we all had our issues. Everybody had our issues. It's not exactly the same, but we all had issues. So um, don't, don't, don't forget the returners as well. Actually, yeah. So the returners did have the issues. They were slaves in America and came back and mm. continued their families in Africa. So they also have a history of slavery within their families. Hence exactly. the reason why some of us have English surnames or American surnames or whatever British surnames. And, and, and I think that that's a part of history that doesn't get told enough or maybe isn't getting told at all about the devastation of the family dynamic back home. In Africa, in, no, it in, in it, it's it's not something that gets discussed. It's not a story that's been told. You know, we talk about post-traumatic slave syndrome. How about the issues that were uh, going on back home? How did it affect those people? You know what I mean? So the Americans, I think, uh, have their gripe, but I think they're a little naive when it comes to that situation now. Their tunnel vision, they care about them, Very much their, so. their, their own things. But to, 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 to be honest, what you said actually is one of the things I kind of wanted to touch on. Because I was going to say, okay, this, my actual question was this, the simple or, or to ever. So let's say that we go back and we do, redo Roots like we did, yeah? Right? Mm -hmm. They redo mm -hmm. Roots again, right? So all the things that happened in Africa, all the things that happened before they got stripped over to America, because they were all Africans in Roots by the time they, even though they were in America for a long time, they're still Africans, aren't they? So should yeah. they all be played by Africans? Because no, that's where they actually come from. They're not I Americans. Hear, They're I all hear Africans. You. Everyone hear from you. one section of roots right to the almost near the end, when obviously some second generation um, families or whatever generation or third generation families start to begin, they're all Africans. So should we be saying to them, okay, well, we shouldn't have had this person play this person in Roots. It should have been an African and he should have been the person that played Roots. And I think in the case of the new ones, he was African or Af people of African descent anyway, that might have been British, I think, that, that ended up playing Roots. And I think there was a problem with that as well. But either way, shouldn't rule Africans if you want to call them that, because as far as I said, we're all Africans, but you know, people that actually was born and raised in Africa, shouldn't they be playing those types of parts? All of these 12 years of slaves, all of these stuff before they get to, 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 to the bit where they, um, they, they're only focusing on the second generation slaves. Shouldn't it all be played by Africans? No, I hear, I hear, I hear what you're saying. And, um, you have to take, understand my position. It's not, it's not so much about my feelings towards it. I'm talking about the argument from the other side. So yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, there are kind of like logistical arguments to be had um, around, you know, who should be playing what and and where. But I think 
in order for us to be able to move forward in this dialogue, we have to first of all understand what it is, the point of view that each of us are coming from. And so my my contribution here is just to uh, to, to give a little light to the other side and kind of pose a position from the other side to say, you know, this is what the the argument looks like from the left or my from issue, the right or whatever. My issue wouldn't would wouldn't be as bold if it was just a case of, you know what, I would I would just prefer if our American actors was taking these roles. But it tends to come alongside with well you're taking our money. Because or you're making yourself cheaper so we can't get jobs. It basically sounds okay, um no, you're right. It sounds it sounds like because there's a there's a actual like a historical thing. So I think if you watch a program called Warrior, it it touches on this on the, the Warrior program actually, where the Irish were in America and they were used to be the labor in America, isn't it? Right. Yeah. So they used to be the cheap labor in America, and Irish people were used as cheap labor. And then the Chinese came, and the Chinese were now seen as a cheaper. You know, there's more of them. They're cheaper. They almost slave labor, almost the cost of proper slave labor to do these jobs that the Irishmen used to do. So then there was a beef between the Irishmen and the Chinese because they're like, you're taking all of our jobs. Same way like you hear with everything that happens in Britain and blah, blah, blah. Right. So you, you see how it's, so the gripe with the, the situation is now that it sounds like the Americans are saying exactly the same thing to the British black people. You're coming and you're taking our jobs. We think you're just as, you're, yeah, you think you're just as good as we think you're just as good as us or whatever. Or, or sorry, we don't even think you're just as good as us. We think that we're just as good as you. But we we are not prepared to put ourselves to this low level um, for us to get um, paid this amount of money to do this role. And you are, and that means that you're messing with our money, and we want you out of here. What they don't understand is the reason why a lot of black British people are coming over to America to make it is because there is no black British outlet for them to actually do their jobs here. What you get, you might get a couple of Man in the Standards and Casualty. You're not getting major big films. You're not getting major movie stars. Look at Idris Elba had to go all the way to America before he could become a, a, a mainstay in Britain. Yeah, what they were saying, and rightly so, is build your own community there. Then why do you have to come? They try to build their own community here, but again, if you're talking, if you're talking, if you're talking about oppression, and you say you understand oppression, and we don't understand it because they like to dash that as we don't understand oppression, we don't get it. It don't happen to us. This is why this is our oppression. The industry is built by a certain amount of people. That's how he was beating his chest as he said it. I was beating my chest. This is our oppression. We can't do certain things in this country. Fortunately for them, they have got a, a, a bigger um, foundation as black Americans to be able to get certain things done that British blacks do not have. Because and, I think and British blacks are, 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 are later in this country, isn't it, I suppose? They, they, what they will say is that they fought for that. They fought for that. They fought for many, many years to get to the point where they are now, where they can be for every um, film or for every TV production. There are going to be a number of, of a good number of black people in it. And we so support why, that fight. So why is it that no, no, you're overseas, man? You know, you didn't do anything from over there. We we, 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 we watched their films. We paid. We went to go and watch their films. We did. You've been, you've been talking about. It. Let me talk. Yeah. They've they've done their. We have fought this struggle ourselves to do this. And we've got to the point now where we are at this level. And now you man is coming and taking the big jobs. So if you look at our the, jobs, the biggest TV programs that have black people and the biggest films that had black people over the past two or three years, there's going to be a 
decent selection of them that have British main roles. Not even on the sideline. They're like, stay on the side. Are you happy for you there? No. They're the sideline people that you didn't understand that they were even British until you heard uh, them in an interview. And it's like, God damn, you British? Like, yes, yes. I'm not from Baltimore. I'm, I'm, fr- I'm from... I'm from Brixton. You get me. Shout, shout so, out Snowfall. Shout so, out the Wire. <laughs> shout out all American. All those bad boy programs that they love. You get me. <laughs> What's it? American Gods. Look, there's, there's, there's so many that is there. I, I get it. I just don't think it's a big deal. But if it's, if it's something that you're passionate about, I can, I can get it too. Because there's things that I'm passionate about, and everyone else looks at me like it's not that big a deal. And it's like, well, to me, it's a big deal because I actually get where they can start, where they're talking about. I just think, is, is it worth fighting over? But if you don't fight over it, then maybe get to the point. Because end of the day, people that are, um, so we're recording from the UK for anybody that doesn't know, people that are trained here, the black artists that are trained here, often when you hear them in an the interview and all that stuff, you hear the way they talk and whatnot. It's like often they're very well trained in certain different aspects that they do not have well, they do actually have those avenues in America, but a lot of them don't go through those same avenues in America. Exactly. So the casting people in America actually see British actors as being like higher. It's like, I would and, not, and not just black British, just British actors, yeah, period. British in general, true, true. The craft, the craft, isn't it? It's the craft. Yeah. Mm. They think these guys, the, the level that they have to do to get to the point where I can actually see them, like they've done theatre, they've done this, like the, the schools they have over there are better. That's how they say it. The schools they have in the UK are better. For them to get to the point where I'm now there in my face and the, the resume they give me is like they've been in this theatre and they've done this and they've done that and they blah, 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 blah. And for uh, Shakespeare, will, it will always be the dud. They, 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 they rate Shakespeare. Man has done Shakespeare in the UK in, the, in, you know, in the Shakespeare theatre or whatever. That counts for something. It counts for something, for better or for worse. So then when they come in, it's like you're giving that person a chance over an American and it's like the American has a right to be like, but I've, I I paid my dues as well. I I couldn't go to, to to the UK and do what they do there. But I have why? my own. Why? Why? If these UK artists, um, so UK actors have managed to find the money, scraped all their, their change, and gone all the way from uh, England to America. Because let's be honest, a lot of them don't necessarily go there when they've got when they've made it. You know, a lot of them go there when they haven't made it, and they make it there. So if you, if you can do it that way, why can't you do it the other way around? To me, this is just like universities. So for example, a man that comes out of Harvard or Stanford or um, what's the other one? Yale or whatever, mm-hmm. um, with a degree. Yeah. It doesn't matter where they go in the world. Somebody's going to say, this is a Harvard, Yale or Stanford degree. And it's going to rank more than... Come from Oxford. Yeah. And they, they might look at that as better than Harvard. It, I don't know. If that, I don't somebody, know if that, somebody that's been to Eton and then Oxford University. I don't think there's any American institution that that they're gonna say that because remember, history plays a part. Longevity plays a part. Like, they were like Oxford was around when you people were were still uh, scraping, you know, to make the r- railroads. We've been about for ages. You you're new compared to us. Our 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 qualifications is above yours, and I think the Americans sometimes some of them still have this inferiority complex with the Brits. Yeah, they, do. Oh, yeah. they hate the Brits. There's definitely something about that going on there. But my, my point was that I feel like the what we are doing here now is doing that same standards things that you would do with university. So as far as the, the craft of acting is concerned, it's like the actors that come from here would have to have gone through what's the equivalent of Oxford or what have you but my interesting thing is how comes or maybe it does happen and we just don't know about it but how comes there isn't an influx of American actors 
that come to the UK to go through the system and then go back to America. Do you get what I mean? I think it's a recent thing for people to complain about this stuff. And it's a recent thing, actually, in general, for black British to be going there and taking their jobs, if, we, if that's how we're going to put it. It's, mm-hmm. it's quite recent. So what you might see in, in the next generation, you might see a bunch of um, 12, 13-year-olds that when they finish studying uh, some sort of um, college or school where they do acting there, where they start actually advising these people, listen, if you're a black person here, there's opportunities, there's there's, there's bursaries and there's things, there's opportunities for you to go overseas, whether it, whether it is to Italy or to UK or wherever it may happen to be and study your craft there. Because once you do that and you come back, your your accreditation means more than if you just stuck here and you, you, you did it with some of the places that are here. Or some of the places that are here, they're, they're so, you know, there's how many, 300 million Americans or whatever is so crammed there's less chance of you getting into the two or three places that actually if you go through that route you're definitely going to get some sort of work but you're one of how many people how many thousands of people that want to get into a school with a couple of hundred so go to the UK where you've got that where you've got that thing about you're an American first of all learn the British accent do this and that there spread your wings and then when you come back yeah you're the man it's it's also a case of um, why it's not necessarily um, seen as a favourable thing by the Americans because of the fact that there is no, there's no actual, when you get here, yes, you might do all the education, but there is no re- really an influx of jobs for black actors in the UK. It's the reason why they're going from the UK to America. So you're only coming here to do the training. And if they really think that the training doesn't mean nothing because I could still get a job without it, well, why would I go all the way to England to go and do this training? You know, I, sh- I should be able to get a role because I'm a good actor. I'll just go to Hollywood and, and, and wait tables until somebody sees me. Then, you know what I mean? It's, it's completely, it's, it's how much money are you saving? Do you know what I mean? It's it's not the case that it's, it's favourable for them to come in because they're not going to come in and get jobs because the jobs okay, are not I, here for them. I think theatre, I think it's a lot different in theatre and stage yeah. than it is with TV and, and movies. I but they've got theatre in America though. But I'm saying here in the UK, I don't think it's, I'm not saying it's not hard for a black person. I'm saying it's, I think it's easier for a black person to get into the stage in the UK than it is to get into TV in the UK or mm, movies in the UK. I don't there's know. More, there's more people that on this to have that discussion. True, true, true. I, I, I know that I've, I've in the last year, well, let's be before COVID, there's a, so many black, um, either plays or whatever musicals that I've either seen or, or gone to or I've been told about. But they have to in America, though. Yeah, yes. In, in this country, I'm, forget America. I'm talking about. You're saying that there's no, there's no route to do things here. I'm saying as if you are studying here, you don't usually come here to study to go straight. I mean, this, my point is the people here study and they go through theatre. That is their avenue to get to TV and to movies. They start in the theatre, which is why the Americans like choosing them because it's like if you can do theatre and then, and you can do TV, you've got it. You you got everything covered. Whereas if you do TV, it's like that's, there's a piece of that's, that's missing for you, which is one of the reasons why they prefer uh, the British artists. So what I'm saying is that if you come here from America, that there are avenues, I feel, for you to go into the theatre. For the TV, it's hard. Yes, don't get me wrong. You'd have to go back again. But to have that theatre training, that classic theatre training, which is what they love, it's like, yeah. Because all, all over the world, British theatre, because of Shakespeare and whatnot, yeah, it's like that is a thing. It's known. Same as opera. There's opera. In, there's opera all over the world, you know. But they got to talk about Italian opera. They're like that's that's where it comes from. Mm. Okay. 
Okay, so we, we, we're touching more on like the acting and stuff like this, but it, it goes deeper than that, as we've already discussed in the past. It's not just about acting. They have a problem, or let me not say they, I don't want to be so anti-American because I don't think and, Americans and, like this. Yeah, and I don't like it encapsulating all people. There's yeah. gonna, it's, again, it's the minority that is talking. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. I don't like that that notion. But uh, if, again, I was reading something where um, on Twitter again, where somebody had wrote a tweet saying, um, "There's a lot of people are jealous of uh, Nigerians and blah blah blah." And somebody wrote, "How can anyone be jealous of Nigeria?" Have you seen Nigeria? Blah, 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 blah. And I had to correct them. I said, this person never said that people are jealous of Nigeria. They said they're jealous of Nigerians. And, and the reason why they are is because we seem to excel when we're in other, other areas that's not us. Like Jay-Z said, where you, you know, when they said he makes war or whatever, he make a war wherever if it's dry or whatever. I can't remember the Especially again. Nigerian women. Especially Nigerian women. Yeah. So I, I, don't think, I don't think there's anybody in the world that excels like Nigerian women. Nigerian women, women in, in any space. But um, again, this is another problem because uh, as we had in the past, and we, I think we even had in, the International Swagger so we'll speak about it, about the the fact that Nigerians are seen in a certain way in certain countries, in America especially as well, in certain regions, because of the fact that we make successful um, businesses or we are successful in as being doctors and surgeons and we get top jobs. Again, you need to start looking into your at yourself. If you've seen that other people from other countries are coming in and taking your top jobs then at some point you need to look at yourselves and say, why are we not getting these top jobs? Because that's not something to do with less salary now because they're getting the big salaries. The same way an American would get a big salary. It's because they think that they are better. So you have to have this discussion on yourself and say, why is this person seen to be better? And sometimes you just need to understand that America is born on the hustle. That is the, 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 it's the American dream, everything, the American dream, the American dream. It's all born on the hustle. But I don't think that they understand that there's other countries in the world that hustle double the way they, the amount they do. Nigerian will hustle double the amount of anyone just to make that little extra piece of change. And I think they're coming to that realisation slowly but surely and it's becoming a bit of a an issue for them because they're like, well, you know, we, we, we're working hard for, our, for, for what we got. But then they don't understand that there's some other people out there that's prepared to work a little bit harder. And um, I'm not to say that, you know, it's, it's, it's good, as you say, Stav. I agree with you in certain aspects, and you as well, Simple Simon, that I can, I can understand why somebody can be upset that somebody's come to the, a country that they feel that they've built. You know, they've got to this situation. They've made it to a situation where this country is good for maybe black people to, to be able to be in certain aspects, because obviously it's not good in total. But in these particular aspects, black people are doing all right. And then some people from somewhere else is taking that. But you've got to look at the reason why these people are taking that and not just point fingers at them and start looking at yourselves and say, why are we not, you know, excelling in the same way that they are? Because I'm pretty certain there's a lot of black American um, businesses that are hiring people that's not from America as well. So I don't think it's just white people. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I will I'll say... Like, I'll let's see what Tyler Perry does. There, there's, there is this thing in nigerian culture i'll I'll blatantly stick by it where um who was i talking to recently i was talking to people about children and making them excel oh yeah i was talking to one of of my aunts and we're talking about her child excelling and blah 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 and i said that basically my culture because this is um my wife's um family so it's Ghanaian side and i said in our side we just bribed them like fully, if you get the best grades, you'll get you'll get something. It goes into your pocket. And then the person came home, and and basically they're talking about just passing, um, this course. Like just pass it. Like just pass it. Get it behind you. And I said, boy, I, I don't know. I can't co-sign it because where where I came up, a B was a fail. In my house, if you got B, that wasn't good. 
Like, you didn't get a pat on the back for getting a B. When I started seeing people getting like, oh, yeah, I got Bs and Cs, it was very foreign to me for them to be happy about it. If I came home with a B, it's like, what's this? Excellence is such a foundational part of the culture. In my Well, in my day, I don't know what it's like now. Maybe it's changed. But back in the day, like, it was all about you have to be the best. That's what we always expected of 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 you as an as a Nigerian. You have to be the best. That's that. Yeah, and I think that just gets filtered down. They always say Niger don't carry lust, and that that term is used because we don't. We try our best. Embarrassment is not for us, and coming last is embarrassment. So we try our best to always come first, regardless of what that is. Regardless if that's taking out the trash, regardless if that's running in. Even sports were not the best that, but we try our best. At the moment, we seem to be beating everyone up though. In, in combat sports but I, I don't know where that came from that came out of nowhere but suddenly we, we became good at that as well oh. but um, yeah it's just something that we, you need to take into advantage and the thing that we need to take into consideration is that again Caribbeans are quite are quite, uh, uh, um, quite in like that as well like in the Caribbean they are very um, for, if you are educated focused they are very educated focused and there are a lot of Caribbean people in the UK that are very very educated focused as well and that seeps down into other things like acting. So as much as these uh, actors are from Britain, they're still from the Caribbean and they're still from Africa. They still and got that mentality in them. You better believe. Don't carry last. You better believe your Caribbean or your African parent. You come to them and you say, "Mom, Dad, I want to be an actor." And eventually, for you know, they let you do it or they encourage you to do it. All they're saying is, "If you're gonna do this, don't come home with no like jibber jabber. You yeah, better. You can't better film. Like do like, like do what you want to do. That's fine, but you better you better succeed. Like you don't do it. what you want to do either. Let's be honest. It's not even do what no, you want to no, do. No, because no, I, I will always say up to up to now. When, when I talk about my strict parents, but when it came to choosing what we wanted to do in terms of education, they just do what you want to do. That's what my parents that's said. Us. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but my parents. I think that's the norm. Whose parents is more strictly stricter than mine? In a terms of more, and, a lot and, more people is more stricter than our parents. I don't know. A lot more. <laughs> not even, not even like. Well, I don't even think they're even near the top of level of strictness when it comes to Nigerians. Yeah, I'm, I, don't I, even, I don't even think they're mid. I think they're quite lenient. I was in the car the other day with my mum, and we were talking about certain things. I was asking her advice on how to deal with um, a situation that I've, I've mentioned to you, Mads, before. I don't think Mister Wolf has heard about it recently, but I've been talking to you other two about it about basically schooling a young man, and. Um, so I'm basically doing the, uh, the 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 filling in the father role kind of thing, uh, but this person's of a certain age now, and I said that listen, this is the first time because it's not the first time I've done this. I've done this in the past. I've done it m- multiple times, but this is the first person where I've done things, and it's like they either don't fear me or they don't respect me because all the rest of them they were scared of me and they, or they res- respected me or it was one glove where it was the same thing. It was inside this the bucket, water and fear. I mean, fear and um, respect was in the same bucket, and that's what it was. This one. I know they have some fear for me, but I don't, I'm not, they're of a certain age now. They're not a kid. Whereas the other ones, they knew me from, from young. So they, they're just inbuilt. So this one, I'm trying to, I'm telling them to do stuff and they do it. Don't question back. Don't talk back. Just do it. But then as soon as I'm gone, they're just doing their own thing again. So I asked mommy, like mommy, like I know, what can I do in this situation? Because there's, we're going to go, I'm potentially, we're going to go down this road. What do you think? And it's like, it's the, I, it's the first time I've asked my mom, like, properly because usually I'm kind of good at dealing with this kind of thing but I've, I've never been so lost as I'm in this situation and she said hmm she said it was similar with your older brother like the kind of thing you're talking about now at the kind of age we're talking about it was similar with your older brother 
And then she said, basically, she had to just like, like let it go. It just like she just had to leave it because there was only so much you can do. I was like, wow, it's it's, it's interesting for to hear my mom say that. And she said, um, I know you think we're strict with you, but she said because of him, we were a lot less strict with you. She basically she said we realized we were too strict with him. In fact, one of the things I said was, I think this person's mum, the other person I'm talking about, was so strict that there's almost hardly any like more punishment you can give to the person or there's hardly anything you can take away from them because because they couldn't do a lot anyways. And so it's like me coming into the phrase, like, what can I do? Unless I like take him to a torture chamber or something, there's nothing I can do to him. Like it's, it's all been done. And my mum said, yes, it's funny that you say that. It was similar with your older brother. We were so strict with him. It got to the point where when he started fully playing up as a young adult, like what could what like there's nothing more we could do to him. So it's like we had we had played all our cards. She said that's why we weren't as strict with you. <laughs> it's almost like it's a threat. So like basically there was something we could add on. There was pressure that we could put on if you ever went down the wrong path. But we but so you think we were strict with you, but we weren't. So I was like, okay, mummy, okay. I still I still remember the beatings, but okay, that's okay. Yeah, but your beatings don't don't match, man. I, I, I'm gonna have to. Uh, <laughs> your, your I, don't, I, don't, I don't mind the beatings not match. I'm, I'm gonna because there's beatings. I, I remember seeing other people get that. I, yeah, I didn't get to that level. Mm. But the issue is when they say they didn't beat. <laughs> yeah, that's just pure oh, and that's a lie. But, <laughs> I know you're in your seventies, but you're not seen now. Don't tell me you can't remember. <laughs> anyway, let's let's move topics. Let's move topics. Let's move topics. Let's move topics. Okay. Let's talk about fat, fat people. Mm. What? what? <laughs> what? Talk about what? <laughs> Let's talk about fat people. Wahala, take it away. <laughs> let me let me let me touch on something that I watched the other day. Um, I was gonna do this at the end, but I'll do it now. I don't care. There's no structure today. Uh, Jingle Jangle. Has anyone heard of that on Netflix? Wicked piece of movie. We've spoken about it. Oh yeah. Oh, okay, I must have missed that. It was. I watched it, so right. don't don't spoil it for me if I'm supposed to. Watch I won't. It. I won't spoil it, but um, I recommend anybody to watch it. It is a really good family, um, holiday. Uh, you know this kind of period that we're in. It, it's, it's, it's got a full black cast with. Ah, um, ah. I'm not watching. What's, <laughs> what's uh, my man's name? Um, Forest Whitaker. Forest Whit. No, is it Forest Whitaker? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's first week. He was brilliant in that. And you know, when we're talking about actors that can do a whole load of different type of roles, and you range. Think, yeah, yeah. He's, his range is amazing. You know, he, he was Idi Amin. He was Idi Amin. Yeah, you know, he was this uh, Bumpy Johnson. Do you know what I mean? He's he's and then he was this character in the black in this, in this program. Yeah, it was the guy in the black. But he was outstanding in Jingle Jangle. But he's good. Say. He's a really good actor. He's he's a brilliant actor. I watched it with my daughter. You have to, be to get away with a face and eyes like that. Yeah. Uh, well, exactly. I mean, I watched it with my daughter, and she she loved it, man. Do you mm. know what I mean? Even your son would enjoy it. I I was thinking he would like it but getting him to sit down and watch it i mean he's he's 17 now isn't it so yeah. get, getting him to sit oh, down and watch these kind of things is is a struggle in itself but me me and my girl we sat down we we watched it and she watched it a couple of times afterwards she loved it man so anybody if you got netflix um go ahead jingle jangle watch that movie it's brilliant great my story wife- was watching it with the little one a few weeks ago i came home and i caught the last half hour of it and um at the end there was a song and every, you know blah 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 blah. okay because i hadn't watched the whole thing it didn't resonate with me as much but i said okay this this looks right but she's like this is so good this is so good i need to show you this bit and she showed me the bit where they did the Ghanaian thing and it, it, is it is it are you gonna be on the phone 
Are you gonna be up the film? No, because I mentioned this before. There's there's um there's different artists from different countries in Africa where they, there's music from I think it's South Africa and Ghana basically to sell to. But there's one bit where there's a Ghanaian song with Ghanaian la- language in the middle of a, a Netflix film set in wherever it's meant to be set in. I don't know some magic. Where the Ghanaian actors? Um, one uh, one little girl is from no, two of the actresses are from Ghana. Okay. So one of them, I think, is like born from Ghana, blah blah blah, and I think another one is of Ghanaian descent. But um, it, it, it's neither here nor there. It's just the fact that it was theirs, and my wife was getting excited for it. She went onto YouTube and she she brought it up, and then when you go on YouTube, you see all the Ghanaians. Hey, we've made it, we made it. We're on this, you know, we're on this Netflix thing. So it was, it, it was good. It seemed like a very, 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 very big um, feel good factor because everybody that seemed watch it. Just come back and say like it was so good. It was so good. Simple Simon was talking about him watching it with his family as well. So yeah, it was good. everybody's watched it. Yeah, no, it was just it's really good. It's definitely really good. It's one of those ones where um I was kind of eavesdropping on a on a conversation with my missus and um her friends and other mothers and stuff like that. And they were saying, uh, you know, these these children don't know how lucky they have it because I mean, look at this kind of show where they can see themselves and they can see themselves in in positive roles. They can see themselves like throughout the cast, not just one character, like mm-hmm. all of the roles of influence are their, them. And she was saying that she, you know, she wonders how how different she would have been if that was her reality. Do you get what I mean? And because mm. um, we was even... Cause, our daughter's has seen you know Annie right Hard Knock yeah. Life yeah black one. which um, one our, da- our daughter saw the black one first okay and so in our house there's black Annie white Annie <laughs> do you get what I mean and so she saw the black one first didn't know the white Annie, the white Annie existed then she saw white Annie and now the differentiation is oh it's, it's white Annie rather than the other way around but even with that it was kind of like she really loved that Annie and again the same thing happens you've got all of the characters who are of prominence are representative of, of you know, they look like you. you. You can kind of see on that kind of level. So again, that same conversation happened then as well. My missus was like, yeah, imagine how we would have been as individuals if we were exposed to this as a normality rather than now where we're looking at it. And it's such a great thing because it's not normal for us. Do you know what I mean? So the next generation kind of has a good foundation to go on. We're always talking about representation is important and all the rest of it. Um, and they are, we've managed to carve it out so that they can see that. It is, yeah. it is, it is very different. Very, very different situation. Even when that Black is King and stuff, all that stuff comes out. As much as um, some people might say, oh, it's corny or it seems to be, you know, pandering to certain things. It does allow a major difference. Look how we were talking about dark skinned um, women right at the beginning. Now there's going to be an influx of dark skinned women that's going to be in particular like modeling uh, things. Like like Rihanna's got, uh, obviously got her Fenty stuff that's got dark skinned women doing modeling all over the place. You've got people that's got... Um, uh, people that are seen as albino just doing it as well. There's people with what's the what's what's it when you've got um Vinita Lago doing it stuff like that. There's going to be a lot more representation of different types of black people on the television for these children to grow up in. It's going to be normal. I, I like that. I understand that. I, I think I think that's really really good. I'm I'm, I'm happy that we, they have those, that that type of representation. But um, I mean, the, I mean, I, the film was full of uh, black people of all kind of shades and and a few British actors as well. You know what I mean? Was, so um, was it full of fat people? 
Although, I can't remember any major uh, enormous people in there, but there was a couple okay. of people that were large. It's 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 very it's got some very very funny bits in there. So I think that you would enjoy it, no doubt. Because you know, <laughs> <laughs> before before we move to to, to the fat to the fatness, okay? Because I was that's what I was going into as you can see. Going, actually yeah. talking about fat people. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. I thought <laughs> you, were you didn't get you don't get hints, do you? No, no, I thought he was fat shaming. But anyway, go on. I'm kind of talking about um, because we are recording so close to uh, release time it's like six and a half hours is it six and a half hours or seven and a eight, seven and a half hours before we're actually going to release I just want to do something that's super 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 topical like super super like it's happened because we never usually get to do that usually there's something that's happened between when we record and when we post whereas nothing's going to happen between when we record and when we post so I want to uh What's tier five? Is there tier five? No, you know? no. Did you, did you know you, so it's, it's just it's just training for no reason. Yeah, I think looking, people are making a joke that it's going to end up going into another tier five. Should we talk about tier four before we move on? Because this is why we're recording remotely in the UK. We've moved into tier four. The whole of Europe has locked us off and said, "Don't come into off. Don't come into our countries, and um, you're not allowed to to link up or do anything for the next time time being." Christmas is lock off. It seems. Christmas yep. is lock off. Certain people are not going to be able to oh, spend. Hold on, hold on. Christmas is lock off for certain regions. We, you can, Londoners, will that matter? <laughs> well, the people that's in tier one, tier two, tier three that's laughing at London, I say, yeah, you keep saying it yeah. matters. I'm going to go visit my family. Even tier three, <laughs> they've, they've limited it to one day at least because before it was five days. I think it's all, t- I think it's all of the, just every tier is limited to one day now. Well, then everybody's feeling it, isn't it? Yeah, but they get to spend one day with their family. Tier four, you don't even get to have that. So, okay, fair enough. So let's talk about tier four, where we, where we live, where we're from, in London. Well, it's deep, you know. For um, me, it's messed up my Christmas shopping, though. That's about it, a little bit. It's messed up your Christmas shopping? A little bit. I left it a bit, a, a tad late. Why can't you do it online? Because some of the some of the some of the things I might want to I want I might want to get later. I'm vexed because one one of our nephews asked for some Nike stuff, and you saw the sale that we had the, like a few weeks ago. If I'd known, I would have bought it then. Now I'm looking at everything; it's all full price. I'm just vexed. But outside of that, I have actually got most of the things. But there are a couple of things I would have liked to have gone to a shopping. I've because. got. I, I had everything. All my Christmas shopping probably beginning of November, if not that. But that's just me anyway. But um, yeah. I'll get my stuff out of the way. I don't want to be rushing to get anything ever. I try and do it all in a one or two days and get it all done and dusted and, the rest, and then the rest I'll just get it because I don't want to be involved in all of this uh, even if it was no COVID I don't want to be involved in this big rushing to get to shops to buy this done it is long can you remind your wife actually to tell me what she wants because she was going to tell me the, the, the day I saw it and then what she wants for what Christmas so you'll buy my wife Christmas presents there this year, I'm but bu- uh, uh, yeah, yeah. This year, no, we've, we've also bought everyone, we've also bought your wife Christmas present. <laughs> this year, because I'm debt free, I am buying, and you guys are probably going to be vexing me apart from my brother because I'm going to get him something. Is uh, I am buying ne- nearly everyone like close to me presents. Whereas, because my, my way of thinking is if I can't buy you something nice, I just don't buy you anything, and I can't afford to buy everybody anything nice usually. It's not that I can't afford to buy something, but it would be a trinket. So it'd be like the, the fool that counts. And I've never been a fool that counts person. It's like, no, I want the thing to actually count. Don't give me the fool that counts if I'm not going to use the thing. It's not the fool that counts. It's the it's the thing that you actually give me. So this year I can afford to actually splash out. My missus is not happy with me because I'm actually spending like decent money on, on a lot of people. So. Oh, so you're buying me a present? This year I'm going to buy you a present. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you bought it already? 
I have not bought it already. Uh, don't Did. rush yourself to buy it then. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, if you're buying me a present, I'm gonna give you those trailers as your present for Christmas. <laughs> that's what you want to do. I know how much oh, they You like them or not? Uh, they're all right. It's a fault that counts, isn't it? No, I just told you. It's not a fault that counts. Wow. But it's something you like, though. So what's the problem? The trainers were all right. No, it's because they're so cheap. It's like, for that price, I'll oh, take nice them and, and I'll wear them. Okay, when I see them in person, I'll, I'll know. Thank you very much, anyways. Thank you for reaching out, though. So that's that's the important part. And so I'll take them as a Christmas gift. No problem. It's not a problem. What I'm saying is that this year, it's just, I'm, I'm just doing stuff for everybody. I forgot my original point. Where... But I, I thought the exact same thing as you, because I don't might not necessarily have bought um, you lot or even the adults for presents. But this year, me and my wife said the decision. I said, like, it's, it has been, it's been a not nice year. That's another thing as well. And I yeah. thought, let's just get try and get as many people present as the, as they are. So we got as many people present as we as we wanted to. So I think I might have to do the ESM party as well because I've I left you people out. Uh, so simple. Wow. Um, so, no, because I, I've got stuff for my friends and I've got stuff for my friends' partner to to carry on from last week's conversation. So Liz. I got something for her. I got something for her daughter, and I got something for her husband. And then my other uh, female friend, so wow. I got something for her, her two kids, for a man, and, a woman, and, her, and her husband. Yes, I got something for the blah, 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 and her husband. And then my other bedroom, I got something for him and his his daughter as well. So um, I, I really did branch out. The other day, actually, when I was sitting in the car with my mum, here's the thing, actually, because my my missus was not happy. You guys tell me what you do. So I saw a wedding because I was sitting outside Hackney Empire. I mean, sorry, outside, well, yeah, outside Hackney Empire, outside the town hall, right? In the car with my mum. And I saw a black couple getting married. They looked about my age and um, the woman was, so this is outside the town hall, so there's no big wedding. There was about six people. You saw the woman in the full white dress, man in his tux. Uh, there was a photographer and then two bridesmaids dressing some gold dresses. So they've fully gone out of their way to actually like do a wedding. And I went to the bank. I That's took some money. Can do, didn't it? That's my point. And I gave the man some, some money. Like I went, I was going to give the, the woman the money, and then I, I, I snapped him like some sense in my mouth. So whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait till the man. So the man, uh, the photographer, was taking the groom somewhere. And I chased him down, and I, I gave him some money. And I said, "Congratulations!" And he's like, "Thank you, thank you, thank you." And then my mom's like, what, "Well, like, why did you speak to that man?" Because she was sitting in the car, she watched me. She's like, "Do you know him?" I said, "I don't know him." She's like, "What did you do?" I said, "I just give him some money." She's like, "Why?" I said, "Because they're getting married." I, I told the man as well. It's, it's tough times. I'm assuming your wedding wouldn't have been this small and it's just beautiful to see that you actually just going through with it. So there you go. Anyways. So I got back into the car and then my mom was about to tell me off. She's like, why would, and then she stopped herself and she said, well, it's a blessing. That's it. And that was the end of the conversation. And I think that's one of the most beautiful moments I've ever had with my mom where she fully just stopped herself and was like, why? If the boy wanted to do something nice, it's a blessing. And I think that is like the, 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 um, the river that runs through my life. That line there is a blessing. And I'm fully wanting to pass on the blessing. My, my missus has just watched that program with, who's the Man United player that's doing all the, the, the food stuff? Mark Rashford. Rashford. Yeah, she's the King documentary. Rashford. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Give him, give him his title. Yeah. The, the documentary was on just before we started recording. She's coming to here and she's like, I'm giving some money to the charity. Like that, that he set up for, to give money to um, the, the underprivileged and the people that need food. And it's, it's, I think we are at a level where it's just like, we just want to give. Just want to, and um, part of me feels like it's showing off I've asked you man before does it sound like I'm showing off on the pod and Simples told me like it might sound like it if, if you depend on the way you, you might think it might sound like you're showing off but it's not it's because I'm just in this I'm in this mind frame of making money and giving money as well and I, that's that's what I want to talk about like there's stuff I, when I'm talking with you man I realise now I hold my conversation for the pod but some of the conversations I'm holding with you 
it's not necessarily things I should be talking about on the pod. But sometimes it's, it's like, um, well, so there's two parts to that. One part is just that I just want to talk to you, man, and be free. And I hold my conversations for the pod. There are certain things that I, I don't put on the WhatsApp group. It's like when I, I'll hold it for the podcast so we can have a nice little talk about it because I can talk to my boys. Because we don't talk as we don't really talk that often. Talking on the pod actually stops you from talking in person. If we did not podcast, we'd link up more often. Uh, taking away Corona, Corona aside, we'd actually link up more often in terms of. Hang on, hang on. I don't know. Sorry, I don't want to kind of like um, go against what you're saying. But you see, when we were in the hiatus period, did we link up more often then? I think so. If no, what, uh, what I'm saying is during actually record. If we don't record, yeah, we don't link mm. up. How often do we see each other if we're not recording? We see I each other when we record for like two hours. Okay, you two play football. That's 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 irrespective. If you're talking about, if, I don't know if you do other things. If you're talking about doing other stuff, then fine. But I'm not talking about going to play football. Um, yeah, but we sit down after football. We'll spend more. In fact, because of the podcast now, we probably spend less time than we would before. Because we used to after football, we'll sit there and chat for maybe an hour or a half, maybe two hours. Then that's proving my point. I'm saying that outside of actually recording. When we weren't recording for that few years, we weren't recording. We saw each other week, like well, not weekly, but we saw each other every month. We don't see each other every month now. Do you know what I think is a bit of an issue, and I think more for you guys, maybe than for maybe for me, is that you guys have got um families all around the same ages and stuff. I'm surprised that you guys don't link up and do more family orientated stuff. Yeah, I hear that. Yeah, I don't understand why you don't do that. I've, 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 I've reached out a couple of times. He, he he took our daughter a couple of times. Yeah, for real. I yeah, would expect you guys to do a lot more stuff together. I, I don't know, but maybe it's just me that I, I would think. Yeah, that yeah, way. No, you're absolutely right. It's, it's it's what we should do, and like you said, we want to bring it back to how we came up. And Uncle Will and Auntie's house was it was a was a nice little treat in the weekend or every other weekend. You go there and you play with this somebody, somebody that's your your age mate. Because my daughter's the only child. Simple Simon's daughter's an only child, and it's like it'd be nice for for them to mix a little bit as well because. I know my daughter's just cleaning off the walls. Like, Daddy, I want to... Just today, she said, Daddy, just drove me. I had to just sit there and drive her until I fell asleep in the chair. Like, I'm an old man. <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, you get me? Literally. So she needs somebody her own age to play with and there's nobody around these sides. Her her cousins, her actual cousins, are just way older than her. She's calling them uncle and auntie. They're, they're not her age mates. So, yeah. Well, you're going to have to make another one, isn't it? <laughs> no or you, you can start mixing with people around you again that's another problem the older that we get the more we've all decided to have families and we've decided that we've got to move into different places like we all live in a, a separate part of London well I don't even live in London and the rest of you live in different parts of London none of us live in the same area anymore it's not, it's not a choice if I could afford to live back there I would live back there but we can't so circumstances put us in this situation that we are in now circumstances. so now so we have to make a, a conscious decision to link up and then again we take yes of course we do the podcast and that takes how many hours of our day or one particular day a week and then are we then going to now spend more hours again with somebody else? And then obviously we all work. You work different times. Mr. Wolf works different times. Um, me and Simple work different times. You know, again, how much time do you get with your family? And then you've got to add extra things of more people again. So that's why your family, your immediate family has to be in sync with your outside family. So everyone can be happy to spend time together. Because that was a difference between maybe us and, um, you know, our, our, our parents they were happy like their wife was happy to go and meet the the, the husband's best friends because their wives was, would be friends do you understand and for me and simple that's again there's no excuse because 
our wives are actually friends. <laughs> but we spend no time, and I mean no time, where it's me, simple, my wife, and his wife. We just don't do it. Mm. But they're actually good friends. Exactly the same way that we're good friends, they are good friends. We don't do it. You know me, I would love to do all this stuff, but th- uh, there's two factors. There's one, it's like, I can't beg people to come out. And two is my wife, as much as she's good with linking with my family and her family, like, but if family, the minute I start talking about doing things outside, and it's almost like she's cool with doing it with my friends. It's like, she's she's happy to do it, maybe because I asked, she doesn't want to seem like whatever, I don't know. But when I start saying, let's talk about doing things, she'll say, yeah, but remember, my wife does not like going out. She doesn't like doing anything. <laughs> So it's almost like I'm gonna to have to ask people to come here, but and then nobody wants to come where I live. Like nobody wants to come this far. So that's why every year we have the birthday party, we have the big thing, and I know Wahala's made jokes about it before. Like it's it's for the adults, it's not even for the kids, but it's it's for all of us. Let's all link up and like do something. You need to take into consideration the way that Central London has is decided to destroy everybody from going into Central London as well. Because we could all link up there, but then you can't park. We haven't spoken about this parking thing yet. We need to talk about it. We need, you know what? Yeah. You know what? You can't fed up this thing at the moment, bro. You know that already. You're right, in your work. Okay, okay. I'm, f- I'm fed up with this thing. I'm fed up. One day, not this episode, another episode, we're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it. But it does have a social, it does have a social impact on impact, the stuff that we yeah. do. Like, uh, we can't. We can't just go to a restaurant now in central London. It's not stopping me from doing it. I would do it's it. stopping me because... You can. Huh? You just get on a train. No. And you can pay to actually go into central London. So it's just by choice that you're not going in. That's the point. I have to pay to do these extra things, whereas before I never had to do that. Yeah, that's life, man. You get me? no, it's not life. That's what changes changes things. From one before life, I could go into central London and I didn't have to pay for it. Why would I go into central London now that I have to pay for it? It's not like I can't find a restaurant outside of central London. So why am I spending money to go into central London just to meet you, man? That could meet me outside of central London. You understand? And you're saying get a train. I don't live in the areas where the train goes directly to central London. No, 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 no. See, now what I do, because, I mean, I'll go into central London every now and then for various different reasons or whatever. I will park up somewhere next to a train station and I will catch the train. So I will never just leave my yard and then walk to the train station. I always drive halfway or three quarters of the way and then just jump on a train that takes 10 minutes. No, I'm okay. So I, w- I would, I would drive to Brixton, park outside Brixton after half past six, and get into cent- Central London at quarter to seven. No, I, mean? I want to be yeah. able to. I want to be able to leave and go where wherever I want to go immediately. I'm like heat. I, I, don't don't go anywhere. You can't leave in thirty seconds. It's long. So but yeah, but I think that has those types of things have a major impact on uh, on us linking or people in general just linking anyway. Well. Really, it should change by today because some of you should have superpowers that you can now fly to Central London and just do your thing there, isn't it? <laughs> I was about to come and talk about that as well, you know. I wanted to touch on that as well. Um, as much as that's funny and they're talking about it on the internet, there's a massive celestial movement that's happening at the moment. Uh, Saturn and uh, is it Saturn and Jupiter are going to be in conjunction. Oh, I saw two uh, planets yesterday. You saw two planets? Yeah, I saw them yesterday. We walked up, there's this thing near where we lived, some like like mountain thing that you can walk up. It's not a mountain, but it's something. And we, mm. we walked down the canal and we ended up going there. My missus is always talking about it. We drive past it on the on the, on the, on the dual carriageway and she's always talking about it. And it was late. It was getting dark and we were close to it. I said, let's walk there because we had parked up the car far, just like 
what Mr. Wolf said. We parked up the car and decided to go for a walk. Once we got there, we walked to the top. And by the time now, there's no light pollution over the, them sides because you're so high up. And uh, there's bare people with um, what's it, telescopes and whatnot. And then she stopped by and she said, what are you people looking at? And she's like, you see these two lights there? That's Jupiter. That's what's the other country you're talking about? Or the other planet? Country. Look at this bush, man. <laughs> That's Saturn, and I basically I'm trying to see them both. Blah 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 blah. blah. I was like, wow, it's so clear. I could see all the stars. I said, it's so clear. You can actually see two planets. And I was telling my daughter, I was like, this is beautiful for her. Sorry to interrupt. Carry on, Simple Simon. And this is man has been tier four, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Walking on the road. What? You can't walk on road. He was congregating. Do your googles. Do your. <laughs> they were doing what? They was congregating. Okay. Yeah, so, um, yeah, this is, it's interesting because this is an event that happens every 20 years anyway, um, but there is an additional uh, super conjunction that's happening at the same time um, that doesn't happen, uh, or the last time it happened was 800 years ago in the 1200s. Um, and also we are now moving into a new age, uh, which is on a 2000 year cycle. Um, so man starts clicking these figures like his whole tap. It's not whole tap, it's celestial bodies, Maji. So basically, where we are now in the universe, as far as uh, formations are concerned, uh, we're in the age of Aquarius. We entered on the 21st of December. Um, it means that we are now in a air sign. Uh, and that is how the governance of the world is going to be working. And if you notice, we are going through what can be described as the biggest change that we've had uh, in in humanity and in society um, since humanity and society. Uh, we are now at a stage where we're changing over and transitioning into a new order of things, uh, into a new way of working. So you'll understand that some of the things that we've understood as being basic tenants um, prior to now, I've now ch- are now changing. So simple things like... Um, fiat currency moving into digital currency um there's going to be kind of a new focus on our environmental conditions um there's going to be you know a new change we're we're now talking about moving away from fossil fuels and going into electric and just becoming more energy efficient more energy wise um so there is a change of consciousness that's happening and we are bang smack in the middle of it uh it's a beautiful thing um, those of you who are into astrology will already know this. Those who have you, those of you who aren't, I would suggest you take a look. Um, I'm not saying it should govern your life, but take a look anyway. Um, if you want to check it out, just go on Google's and uh, look for the major conjunction. Do you believe in all that, that it has a like a like a, an effect on our life? Yes, I do. Um, and the reason why, and I won't say believe, I will change that word to know in this respect. Um, without getting into being overly spiritual or overly anything, uh, if we look at basic science, the planet that we're on um, resonates at a frequency and that frequency changes um, over time and in relation to other things that are happening within our universe, within our solar system. Um, so just on the basic principles of the fact that we are a vibration and a frequency-based life form, you have a frequency, I have a frequency. Um, the resonant frequency of Earth is around about eight hertz um, and music has a frequency. So if it is that you feel differently when you listen to music, 
because of what that inspires in you, those frequencies of sound, what they inspire in you and change your mood and change your chemical, can change your chemistry at any one given time, then frequencies here. Yeah, sorry. Frequencies you can easily hear. Yeah, but there again, frequencies that you hear are not just about um, hearing. Is one aspect of them. They move you, whether you like it or not. So hearing that frequency is a is in some respects having that frequency um, have an effect on your physicality, and that is the change. So I don't say I believe that this stuff has a has a has a, a real impact. Um, I would say that I know that it does. Um, so if you're looking at now, they've been talking about solar flares and all those kind of things, which is kind of uh, electromagnetic magnetic waves that come off of the sun. Um, the solar flares that come off of the sun affect everything that's within the solar system. And those are frequencies that change. They go up, they go down. And when they do go up and go down, we have different weather cycles that match with it. Um, people who read the Bible talk about Noah's Ark and how there was a great flood on Earth. Um, this wasn't uh, a an event that I would say was directly the result of God in the Bible. I would say that this is a uh, a witnessing of a cyclic event. Um, our weather cycles are that their cycles, and just because they happen over a thousand year period where one person experienced them and somebody else may not, doesn't mean that it's still not a cycle. So these are observations of nature and natural activities. So yes, my answer is, I I do know that these um, these things have an effect. So after all of that, what's what's my superpower? <laughs> People talk about superpowers, um, and again, that's because of how we sensationalize the ideas about things. But what you will find is, um, especially if you are um, a an air sign. So if you're Aquarius, I can't remember what the other air signs are. Um, Aquarius, or what? But- um, Aquarius is a water sign, but we're in the air. What do you call it? We're in the, the air era of air. Nothing is, man. I don't get it, man. But yeah, so if you if you are um, in tune to these things, uh, or you're not in tune to these things, it doesn't actually matter. Um, they're still going to have an effect on you because we're dealing with frequency and vibration here. Um, I don't want to sound like one of these esoteric astro- astrological people um, because I, I I haven't studied it to that degree. But for me, on a simple level, uh, as simple Simon likes to do things, on a simple level, if you're messing with frequency and we're a frequency-based life form, uh, then there's going to be changes. We're going to feel them, whether you like it or not. Gemini, Libra, Aquarius. Apparently, that's hold hold it for this next. Uh, well, however long this this period is, you are the air science, my brethren. Yeah, as we're going through air, air is going to be it's going to be another two thousand years. So, for the first uh, where we are twenty twenty now, um, I don't expect you see anything drastically different. But as we get uh, further down into the into the late twenties and going into the early thirties or what have you, I would say that we would. Uh, recognize that there's going to be quite quite a change. We'll be quite different as a as a planet, as a society. Um, people are talking about the Great Reset and all the rest of it um, that is in line with all of these celestial movements. And I'm not one to ignore it. Is my point? Okay, all right. Thank you for all of that, for your teachings and whatnot. I will. Um... No, I'm even gonna lie. I'm not even gonna do any research on it, man. I. I, I... Is it bad that if you're a happy person that you don't bother looking at all this extra stuff? Why um, would it be bad? It, 
ignorance is bliss. Because people might say, yeah, people might start calling you ignorant. And it's like, listen, I, I live a happy life. You, you could have somebody that's a billionaire and he's happy, but he could be sharing his wealth with other people. And it's like, you need to do some learnings, brother, and understand that there's people that could, could do with that. Here's an interesting thing for you, though, Stav. Millionaires don't get involved in astrology, but billionaires do. They ain't got nothing better to do their time, that's why. All right, well, let's talk about some fat people. No. Uh, I forgot what I was going to say now, man. Oh, yeah. So anyway, I, I, on, online, I was reading about um a couple of people that was having, that basically look like they're slimmed down that are quite large. And they seem to be, um I don't know how to describe them. Almost like the figureheads of, of, of what seems to be uh, fat people in the media. So one of them, I think her name is Rachel Wilson. Is it Rachel Wilson? What, the one that was complaining? The, the, one that, the Australian uh, one. No, Rebel. Oh, Rebel Wilson. Rebel Wilson. Okay, yeah. So she's lost a load of weight, a load of weight over this this year, and also uh, um, Lizzo was seen to be saying that she potentially might want to start losing weight also, and is getting on one of the the fat diets. So I saw, I was reading some articles and whatever, uh, or, or, and I was reading about a lot of people saying that they were actually upset with the fact that these two ladies are looking. Or what? Well, one hasn't already lost weight, and the other one is looking to losing weight. She wasn't to lose weight, you know. She was just saying she wanted to be healthy, innit? No, 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 no. She's she, all right. What she had done? Lizzo, Lizzo, yeah, yeah. Lizzo posted a video of her taking like a detox juice. Mm, so, mm, I, I'm, I'm assuming that's what happened, yeah, or a cleansing juice. And then there was a bit of uproar about it, and she had to come back and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." Um, I had been eating really badly recently and drinking a lot of alcohol and I just wanted I've been getting spots and my skin was blah 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 and I just wanted to clear up my skin so I've just I've just taken these juices just basically to to, to be you know healthy kind of like inside not to lose any weight she has no intention of losing weight it's just to clear up her, her insides a little bit for the short for a short period before she, I guess she goes back to eating her burgers and drinking her her alcohol I don't know what she's doing but she had to she actually had to come you know to, to come back and explain herself because of the uproar that you're going to explain yeah so a lot of people was upset saying that oh i can't believe that you're gonna do this you that i looked up to um you know how did how, how dare you do this you know you was kind of like our figurehead you made it seem like it was okay for fat people to be normalized and blah 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 and i just couldn't believe it as a fat person myself obviously i couldn't believe it I was just like, I get, I get, you know, there's some people that want representation. Obviously, we spoke about that previously throughout the whole of this part about representation and seeing stuff like that in the media. But at the expense of somebody's health, is that really how we're going on? And there was a lot of people saying, no, you can be fat and you can be healthy. That is true. But let's be honest. If you're overweight, you can be a lot more healthy than if you're not overweight. It's as simple and plain as that. And I just couldn't understand how people were actually getting on these women's case. One woman wrote a whole article about uh, Rebel Wilson saying... Yeah, let, me, let, me, let, me, let me. This is by Claire Underwood, who wrote for The Telegraph. The, uh, the shout out. Mr. Wolf knows about Claire Underwood. Shout out, Claire Underwood. Um, the title is Why Rebel Wilson's Weight Loss is Sad mm -hmm. for So Many Women Like Me. Uh, the, the strap line is as the actress charts a year of health on social media here's why it's making me uncomfortable uh, uh, let me just read the first title of it it says uh, I never imagined weight loss would become a spectator sport but blah blah in fact you know but she talks about Adele she talks about Rebel Wilson and about how them losing weight and basically they're they're, they're basically like trying to fit into society standards 
and it's a bit shame that they're they're posting their, their weight loss and stuff. It's like they're trying to say that being big is not necessarily beautiful, I guess, or being slim is the better thing to be. But I think with Adele, maybe because Rebel Wilson seems to be posting her weight loss thing. She maybe she's whatever she's doing. But I don't know. I don't follow Adele. I don't follow either one. But did Adele not just pop up slim all of a sudden? Was she there promoting that? Oh, I'm losing weight, or I'm doing this or that. Did, was it one minute she, she, you know, she's not big on social media? I don't think. Did she not just pop up? Somebody posted a picture of her, and she was slim all of a sudden. No, I think there's been progressive slim pictures. Like she's been getting slimmer and slimmer as the pictures okay. coming out, and then okay. suddenly she's got to a weight that she is now, and people are just like, "Rah, she just looks completely different." But um, again, I don't understand how people can feel like these people are not um your gods, you know. They can, if they would have said that they want to make themselves uh, thinner, they can't, you can't hold them. I, can't, I just understand how you could hold it against them. Because as a celebrity, though, you owe your life to me. I, I, I own part of you. You can't do things without me having a, you know, a say in it. I thought it was amazing. I was like, you people are really, really fully upset about the fact that these people have got slim. It's almost like, oh, because you're not fat no more, I can't be fat and be okay. That makes no sense to me. Like if you was fat and okay, and these people helped you get to a point where maybe you felt like you was fat and okay, then that's fine, isn't it? This, why now do you still need to use that person as your linchpin? Haven't you got to the point where you're fat and okay? Haven't you already got there, or do you still need this person to be fat with you? To I think okay with you, I don't get it. I think it. I think it speaks to the reality that um, for a lot of people, they're not fat and okay, and so therefore you need the justification of of this person who's visibly res- representing you. Um, and this isn't, this could be in part to do with how we as a society have run up until now or, or what we consider to be standards or what have you. But I would say that the, the number of people who are fat and happy, um, as, as, as the slogan goes or what have you, or big and beautiful or what, whatever new terms that we're using now to make us feel better about these things. I don't know how many of those people are genuine in those assertions, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know how many people are, are actually, uh, feel, live and believe that, or they just do that because that's the circumstance that they're in. Sometimes there comes a point of acceptance where we say, um, you know, this is who I am or what have you. And, in order for me to be able to live with who I am, I have to be happy with who I am. And so then people don't realise that being happy with who you are doesn't mean forcing it when you're not actually happy. It means really coming to a point of understanding with who you are as an individual and being happy with that person. Um, so I think sometimes there's a bit of misidentification and there's a lot of pretenders out there. There's a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, you know, I'm, I'm big, but I'm happy with my bigness. And in reality, if you gave them the opportunity to be slim with no work, no input, uh, sorry, no work, no labor, they could take a pill, for example, and you'd pay for it all. You would find that a lot of those people that are big and happy, they're doing it. They're taking a pill. Sorry, go on. No, professor in the house. Yeah. Like, they're doing it. If you give them the opportunity and it doesn't, and it doesn't require any work and it doesn't cost them anything, they're doing it, even though they were just screaming about how happy they are um, at the size that they are. And I think there's kind of this 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 issue with people generally that are not happy. We, we are in a time where people are not happy. I, I, I kind of co-sign what you're saying there. I, I, I think it's kind of sad, really, that people can't do what they want to do without somebody else having a go at them, writing full-blown articles and, you know, feeling away. You know what I'm saying? These people are passionate in what they're writing and passionate 
in their views. I, I mean, I saw the post that uh, Wahala posted in our group. I think it was a Twitter page and a woman just wrote a whole thread. On yeah, it. I'm going to read it in a minute. Do you understand? It's like a whole thread about this woman. I think she's the one that was on that uh, musical program, right? She's on the musical? Uh, pitch, pitch Perfect. Yeah, the, the problem I with... Think, right. I think there was a musical on Sky One as well. But, but at, for me, I think that it, the people that have an issue are those who have got maybe some self-esteem problems and they need to work on themselves rather than um, needing that type of representation. And like what Wahala said, uh, yes, you can be big and be healthy, but in a nutshell, um, the slimmer you are, the more healthier you are. We all have our different dynamics in terms of size. We all have our different dynamics. And when you... Uh, do cardiovascular on your heart. You're working out your heart. You are burning as fat. You are burning sweat. So you will slim down in some way, shape, or form. You understand? So the healthier your heart is, the healthier you are. If your heart is healthy, the more time that you are a little bit slimmer. You understand? So I don't know. It's like the, these people for me. They've they've got self esteem issues that they need to work on. The killer, the, the the killer one for me here is the Rebel Wilson one. Um, she was quite clear with her her reasoning and her and um her focus yeah, and why have to give an excuse anyway, like a reason, like fucking. Yeah, but she doesn't. But at the same time, she she was very open with that, and she basically come forward and said, you know, that within her industry and and what she's doing, she has found that it's extremely difficult for her to be taken seriously as an actor. Um. Uh, and be able to be offered offered the opportunity to to kind of like work in a variety and a diversity of roles because what happens with her in her industry is that the, the you get typecast you're the the fat friend you're the fat mm-hmm. you're the fat friendly friend or that's the problem then in in of all the other stuff you guys have said I, I've, I've co-signed it in this one regard I I look I look on the other side and I'm like, it's true. It shouldn't be that that shouldn't be the case, and she shouldn't have to lose weight to fit into the industry. If she wants to lose weight for herself, for her health, then thumbs up, do that. Nobody should judge you or, or say nothing about it. But if the industry you're in says because of your weight, and this is just being an actress, it's not like you have to be slim to do anything. It's, what difference does it make? Yeah, B- because of your weight, you are not going to get the role as the leading woman or the leading woman, the serious leading woman. You're going to be the the fat friend or the funny friend or whatever. You're not you're not you're not going to be the main person because nobody wants to see that on screen then yes i think unfortunately society you could say society dictates that or that the people have the power to dictate how society thinks as well and that you shouldn't push it into that role so rebel wilson person who writes films self-made millionaire she was you know she was a millionaire as a big person for her to say i have to lose weight to be taken seriously then it does look at other people that are big and maybe it's a lot harder for them to lose the weight or whatever, or they've always been big their whole life. And they look at it like that and be like, what chance do I have if Rebel Wilson, who's somebody I looked up to as somebody who made it and, and was big and was proud of being, well, not proud, but you know, was, was, was loud about it. She wasn't, she wasn't, she, you know, you get what I'm saying? What chance is there for me? But there's a big chance because there's many big people that are in the industry that are doing well, including her. Are they taken seriously? He's the point he's making. I think, because I, I think many people that are of a size, however big they are, they, they are in the music industry, they are in 
um, the entertainment industry in one way or another, and they have done really, really well, you know. Mr. Wolf, Mr. Wolf, let me just um, jump in there quickly. Name me an, an actor who is big, who has been taken seriously based on their acting, and they've been given a diversity of roles. They haven't fallen into the same category of being the victim in whether it be the victim because of size or they end up being the funny sidekick. James L. Name huh? James L. Jones. A female. Uh, Monique. Monique's but then she's a comedian. Yeah, but she's taken serious acting roles though, isn't it? Which she's never been a lead actress. She was she was a side actress in a serious role once. Oh, sorry, I didn't get the lead actress a bit. So you're saying, okay, what about the same precious in the in the film, innit? Yeah, and what kind of film was that? Was she a victim? The, film was, uh, yeah. the weight was part of the yeah. film. Yes, very true, very true. Off, off the top of my head, I can't think of anybody, but I'm sure that, you know, if I do a bit of digging and I will find actors and actresses, look at, uh, what's her name? Jill Scott, our very own Jill Scott. She's big. Do you understand? So, Melissa McCartney. Taking, is she taken seriously? Of course she's is taken she? seriously. She's a very... As an actor, as an as actress, an actor. yes, as, mm-hmm. as an actor or actress or whatever you want to call them, she's taken and, obviously. She, but, but, but her, main her what main role that she played, Maji. No, what I'm saying is that her main thing is music. So based on her, um, uh, on her, uh, her main skill, she's been taken seriously on that. Has she Simple been given a lead role in a TV program? I think it was in South Africa or some kind of TV series that she done. But this may be may be because. Uh, uh, in terms of films and the big screen, this may be because she's not really, maybe she doesn't want to do that. I don't know if she wants to do that, but if she wanted to become a lead in a movie, I think that she could. I mean, Yeah, now, but that's because she's already famous. Right. She's already famous based on her music and in her music, she was big. So there's a lot of big uh, musicians and people in the entertainment industry who have music. Done- music is different, man. So that's I don't want to talk about music. We we'll talk about actors because mu- musicians. If you're that good, then you're that good. Whereas really? actors, yes, if you're that good and you're big, then you're the big wicked actor. I think I think, that's, even the, I think that's the same with being an actor. If you're that good an actor and you're then big, name the one. I, don't, name I, don't, one. I don't think it makes any difference. Name the one. Name the one actress that's big that gets the big the big leading roles has got nothing to do with their weight. I can't think of anybody at the moment. That's the point I'm making. No, but it, and what I'm saying is that I'm, I'll, I can go online and I just can't think of anybody off the top of my All head. All right, fair this, fair this. Let me, let me go through some of the things that other people have said. So this is uh, Stephanie Yuboa. I think that's the one you're talking about was in the musical. I don't know, but I don't, I don't know if she was in any musical, but she's a, a big um, plus-size um, advocate. Um... And she says, Lizzo, girl, why? It was inevitable. The industry is so violent towards fat women. Of course she was going to submit to toxic diet culture. It was only a matter of time. Lizzo doesn't owe us anything and she's absolutely free to do whatever she wants. I think the disappointment lies in a lot of us, especially fat black women, seeing ourselves in a woman who was so proud and confident in her body. It made us want to do the same to us. The body Lizzo exists in has opened her up to a lot of fat phobia, a lot of abuse, a lot of harassment, and a lot of online bullying and health trolling. I can understand how this can get to someone and why they can decide to change their body to be seen as more acceptable. I have empathy for those who succumb to the pressures of fat phobia, especially when you are in the public eye, especially when you exist within several intersections that carry little privilege. So that was um, 
Stephanie Yuboa on Twitter. There's a Jennifer O'Connell for the Irish Times, and she wrote uh, an article when it starts off like this: Rebel Wilson's unrecognizable in brackets so weight loss photos are toxic and depressing. <laughs> <laughs> the headline wow. implies. Wow. The headline implies that she'd found the cure for COVID or won an Olympic medal, not just lost 18 kg. And then it, it goes on to talk about stuff like that. But basically, she's she's like, it's not a big deal, and she shouldn't be. I don't know. I I, I don't even like those ones. I don't even get. I don't. I don't get the issue. I don't get it. Who's that big actress? Uh, well, I say big, but voluptuous or whatever that was on the. Um... Uh, Lovecraft country, the Nigerian woman. She's kind of big. She's kind of new as well. She's not like a, a, you know, I don't know how long she's been an actress for. She may be big in sense, but she's not big in uh, the game for none of us to be able to mention her name. I don't even know who you're talking about. So You haven't watched Lovecraft country, have you? I have not, no. If she's the same woman that's in that film that I watched, uh, that Simple Simon. House. Yeah, that one. Yeah, she's there. Yeah. I, I, think, yeah. I think she's just coming up. Do you understand? She's she's just kind of making her mark in the game. Straws, in a few years. Clutching that straws, Wolf. You say what? You're clutching that straws. Yeah, I'm just I'm just saying. She's one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And, okay. And, and, and if there's an issue with her, I think it'll be more to do with the color of her skin than the size of her body or whatever. Which is what uh, this Stephanie Yabo was talking about as well. She's a woman, she's black, and she's big. She's got so many things going against her, so she understands why she might want to lose some weight. But you shouldn't have to, the losing weight shouldn't be part of it. It's not like she's bleaching her skin, and she, it's not like she's saying she's, she wishes she was a man. She's just trying to be healthier, as far as I'm concerned, if, she, if that's what she was doing, which she's saying in the end she was even trying to do, you know? So... Um, I think there's there's two different sections to this. There is a, a thing where people are toxic towards big people. I don't get it myself, but I know the people out there. Shamed on here enough times. No, I don't. Fat, no, I can cuss people for anything. But there's a difference between if that's what you want to call fat shaming, then fine. Yeah, I can I can ins- I can cuss my brother for being I, fat. I don't, I don't think that's fat shaming. Yeah, there's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference for having bands with somebody because they're big. Yeah, it could be because you're tall. It could be because you're short. Like, we have. I'm not short shaming you because you're short. I'm just bantering you, and it just so happens that that you're is the thing. Short shaming me, bruv. Well, you can go and cry in the corner then. <laughs> <laughs> go piss and cry. There are things that sometimes you find that somebody to, to have some bantering. With. Yeah, people mock me because I'm dark skinned. They'll mock somebody else because they, 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 you know, I, I call uh, simple Simon beige, whatever. It's just it's all bants, man, and. I don't take it seriously, but somebody might, which is fair enough. Everybody has the right to feel offended or whatever. But there's a difference between bantering somebody and like literally insulting them because of something that they are. Like it's not bants. I don't think it's it's not. I'm not doing it for fun. It's not a joke. I think I'm actually upset or I'm repulsed by fat people. I know people that are repulsed by bigger people, and I don't. I don't get it myself. I don't get what your problem is. You don't have to like big people you i mean uh being big you don't, don't want to be big yourself cool but what is so repulsive about it especially with women especially with women because these people know big men and they'll and they'll talk to the man and say you need to do some weight bruv but when it comes to women it's like that's disgusting how could they like especially if they wear certain type of clothes or if they dance a certain kind of way like how dare you do that if you're if you're that size like you should you should be ashamed of yourself i'm like whoa 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 like hold your horses bruv calm down 
the per- a bigger person can have as much fun as the, as a slimmer person. It's not just because she's big all of a sudden she can't wear certain clothes or she can't she's not allowed to do this and that. So I get that as well. Yeah, I mean you you'll have scantily clad women of a size ten or twelve, and then the same so-called scantily clad of a woman who's a size twenty-four. You know what I mean? And and oh, cool. and, and it's and it's going to get two different reactions. I know it will, and we know it will. You understand? So if people want to do that, you go ahead and do it. You live your life and you'd be happy in it. But don't feel away because another person feels like, you know what? Um, I want to make a change. I want to make a change. I want to become healthier. I want to do this. And it's and by doing this, it may actually help me get jobs. It may help me get this. It may help me get get that. It's the way of life, unfortunately. But um, no, I, don't, I don't think I like the fact that you have to lose exactly. weight to get a job. I don't but like the, that. I get that we don't like it. Do you understand? It's the same way as, uh, like you say, like uh, you know, a darker skinned person may have uh, less of a chance of someone who is maybe a really light mixed race, for example, of getting a job. But that's just from weave and no weave is the same thing. That is that is just the way of life. It yeah, is racism is not it's not a good thing. But if you can change it, and if you can do it in a manner that um, still holds uh, a moral, uh, like a moral uh, uh, value to you, because for me, bleaching your skin is is an issue. I, I I'm, very, I'm, I'm I'm very uncomfortable with that. But if you can actually do something that is going to help you physically, it's going to help you in so many different ways. It's going to help you sleep. It's going to improve your heart rate. It's going to improve your immune system. It's going to improve so many different things and so many different factors of of your life. Um, if you're going to do that, then to me, I'm cool with it. But what's that? What? Let's say that's not the reason, though. Let's say the reason is because they can't get jobs and whatnot. Is is that okay? I don't. I, that's what I'll be not like. Okay, mm. and that's I what I said. I don't, I don't think that's the the thing. I, I, I will see. I will see that the same as somebody that wears a weave or something that feels they have to change their hairstyle just to be able to get a role or, or a job or whatever. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll see it in that way. But um, I, I don't. If somebody's telling me that they actually generally want to lose weight because they want to feel better about themselves in whatever aspect or whatever way it is, I can't tell them no. What? It makes no sense to me. Do you know what I mean? It's, it, it's not like a. It's a scientific thing that's telling you that this is making you a better person for your body health wise. Yeah, it is. If you, it, it's not necessarily that you'll be because again, you could be running a hundred miles as a fat person, and then when you get skinny, you don't run a hundred miles. Of course, that's obviously the case. But losing a lot of weight, especially if you've had a lot of weight does encourage things like um helping your heart you know making you healthy little little type of stuff that you touched on already mr wolf people do need to take that into consideration i'll say what i said on twitter was this unless you people are going to give this person your heart when they need a heart transplant shut your mouth because in the end when when all of this happens and, and push comes to shove and now they have a heart attack because they, they're overweight by a certain level you're not going to be the one that's rushing to give them your heart so so let them lose the weight let them feel comfortable with how they want to feel comfortable with health health wise you can't be there telling somebody they can't be healthy because it's it goes against your your what you feel that the um the social norm should be and you want to normalize um being fat again this normalizing being fat thing i don't know how i stand on that type of i don't know if i like that wording if that makes sense i don't think that people should be fat shamed i don't think people should be um be people should be prejudiced against people because they're fat but i don't necessarily think that we should normalize um, something that is unhealthy either. I just think that you shouldn't be judged um, to the point where you can't do certain things because of your weight, basically. Make sense? 
Yeah. You know, I get it. I get it. It's interesting though, because I, I don't know. I might lean towards the. I'm still debating it. So I'm fleshing out. I'm talking as I'm thinking. But I might lean towards the normalizing part because there will always be big people. And if you don't normalize it, then you do now start leaning into some sort of penalization for yourself. It's not like the term. <laughs> because okay. it's like okay. it's something that isn't, I don't think it's a good thing. You know what I mean? So I don't see why you should normalize it. But I don't think that people should be um, judged prejudiced or prejudiced because you're you're that. I don't know how to. Dis- I'm trying to think of something to to mix it with. To, to you know, but you know, I think you understand. I think you guys understand what I'm saying. Maybe the people that are listening don't. Well, that's their business. And on that note, no, no, no. Sorry, I want to I want to touch quickly on one quick story. I don't know if you men heard about it. Come on, brother. Um, shout out the legend that is Dale um, McLar. McLaughlin um, basically he got sent to prison for a month um, listen to what my man did he got he bought a jet ski and he jet skied from Scotland to the Isle of Man to go and see his girl um, the trip should have taken 25 minutes it took him four hours he'd never he'd never ridden a jet ski before he did this um, and then when he got there, obviously this is Corona business and it COVID times, uh, when he got there or what have you, um, basically got nabbed by the boy them, um, and he's gone, he's gone been sent to prison. I think it was the last episode, uh, 282 where we were talking about feeling like adults. So I think it was that one or maybe the one before. And I was saying to you, I don't know what it is that makes you feel like an adult or not. And this story made me think that when you lose the desire to want to bang or want to have sex that's when you are an adult because this man went and did this treacherous journey for his woman I was and the story was going yeah because he was motivated by that and I think once you become an adult you're not motivated by those kind of things anymore and that's when adulthood hits that's what I, that's what I'm looking at this week that's how I've looked at it this week it might change next week but that's where I am now so there it could have been for love and a hug. You don't know that he wanted to. Love and a hug, it doesn't matter. It's the pursuit of, of, of something, isn't it? So there you go. It's that pursuit, that driving pursuit is is the thing that makes you an adult or not. Man. When you lose it, you, you're no longer an adult. You, you become an adult, sorry. When you lose it, when you lose that that desire and that love for and pursuit, then you become an adult. I'm not cold adult at miserable. I'm not co-sided that at all. At all. Uh, whatever. It's all right, it's cool. <laughs> All right, uh, all right. So, sorry, I should, I should really ask: Has anybody got anything else to add before we wrap up? Nope. Okay, fine. On that note, let's do our church notes and our goodbyes. I'll leave Mister Wolf to last because I'm sure he's fumbling with some paper or something to find out something that he wants to recommend. So, let's start off with Big Wahala. At Big Wahala on Insta, at Big Wahala on Twitter, latest people, latest, latest. Simple Simon. At Simple Simon FB on Twitter. This week, I want to plug um, a. Uh, show South African show um, that is on Netflix it's called How to Ruin Christmas The Wedding Edition um, it's three episodes in the first season really really good um, I, I, over the last couple of weeks I've been plugging a lot of um, African based uh, TV and series and films and stuff like that because I'm kind of edging into that 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 audience now Um partly because of my dad but this one's yeah definitely really good it's a light-hearted show i'm not gonna pretend like you know this is some some revolutionary type stuff but it's just good to see this story um being played out 
from an African point of view or a different African point of view because we've seen it in with American stuff like how did I why did I get married and all these kind of um, programs that we've seen in African American um, stances this one's from a South African stance it's pretty good nicely written um, it looks beautiful yeah it's it's really quite an inspiring thing to watch if you get a chance go out there and and, and have a look at that it's called uh, how to ruin uh, how to ruin Christmas the wedding edition Big Wala. Already done mine, bro. <laughs> yes, uh, you can catch me on Instagram on aka Mr. Wolf, on Twitter on aka underscore Mr. Wolf. Uh, no plugs. Um, just, uh, I want to, in fact, there is a plug. But before I do the plug, I just want us to all uh, think about um, and really put into prayer uh, Arsenal Football Club. <laughs> they <laughs> can through things at the moment so we should, all, we should all bow our heads and pray <laughs> uh, okay oh my gosh oh Arsenal man Arsenal you're making me laugh but anyway on YouTube there is a page that I follow called The Truth Unedited and it is a man of the faith actually a Christian man who tells who basically goes through the Bible and his narration is very good. So anybody that wants to have an understanding of certain aspects of the book, then please go there, The Truth Unedited. He also speaks about a lot of things that is happening in the current uh, times that we're in. He, he spoke about the Great Reset a long time ago. We spoke about many things that are going to happen because these things are in revelations but when you kind of speak about it in the modern context it, it makes revelations kind of come to life you, you understand what i'm saying so his narration is very good he spoke about the matrix he speaks about you know the families the um rockefellers and all these kind of people and the history behind them so not only does he speak about um you know the bible and being a man of the faith uh, a christian uh, man he also speaks about the current times that we're in he doesn't subscribe to any kind of christian uh, 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 kind of faction in terms of seventh day adventists and all of those kind of things he's just a man who wants to connect with god and with christ do you know what i mean so go on there if you want to learn more about faith and also if you want to hear really good narration as to what is going on in this current time the truth unedited on YouTube. So, sorry, Stav. Um, just because Mr. Wolf said that, I remembered something else that I wanted to plug as well. <laughs> it's called Marketing the Messiah. It's a documentary um, called Marketing the Messiah. Um, have a look at that one as well. That is very interesting. Also biblical. Where's that now? Sorry? Where's that? Yeah. Um, I don't I think you might be able to find that on Netflix as well. I didn't watch it on Netflix. Uh, um, the cloud. I saw it in the cloud. Um, yeah, that special place. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, marketing the Messiah, Mister Wolf. Your one, boy. That when they talk about wheelhouse, you know, it's, that was in my wheelhouse. That fully sounds like somebody found Mister Wolf and said, "What would he be interested in? This and this, and they slammed it into one YouTube channel." And I can understand why you recommend it. Mm-hmm. I'll try and give everything I actually listen to. I'm um, I'm off work this week, so we'll see how it goes. I'll I'll try and make use of my time. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning into ESN Podcast. Remember at us on at ESN Podcast on all your social medias. 
use the hashtag ESMPod to start or join in the conversation. Uh, we're gonna try a thing on this. 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 Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll, let me not talk my mouth, and then we don't do nothing. So I'll, I'll keep my mouth closed. You can find me at Stavros Bus everywhere. Stavros says this week will just be. Uh, is it Jingle Jangle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Does it, does it sound a bit racist to you? Come here, Jingle Jangle. Come here. Mm, nah. No. Okay. All right. I'm, I'm reaching. All right, I'm gonna. I'm gonna watch that with my daughter properly this week. So um, yeah. So she will love it. She will love it. That will be an, a very good um, synchronization. I know, I know. Um, but yes, I, I want to share some of these experiences with, with my daughter. It's not fair that her mum gets to watch her, all these films. <laughs> I want those 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 experiences too. So, anyways, um, if we are recording on the twenty first, it's um, we're releasing on the twenty second, and we're into the twenty second now, um, literally. Oh yeah, okay. Well, okay, yeah. So yeah, half an hour to the actual twenty second. So, um, Merry Christmas for those of you that are listening to this in and around Christmas Day. Hope you are enjoying the festivities. I know it's tough all over the world, but make the most of what it is. Um, I'm sure Mr. Wolf will be better than me at talking about the actual, you know, not the story of Christmas, but what what it what it means and and all of that kind of stuff. For me, it just means family. And because everybody's off work, we should spend time together. But unfortunately, this year, that might not happen. But we love you all anyways and, and whatnot. So, yeah. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. And and if, you, and if you haven't bought any Christmas presents, just like Mr. Wolf, I haven't bought a single Christmas present yet, not even for my children. Don't worry. It's okay. Don't feel bad. <laughs> feel bad. Try feel bad. <laughs> if you haven't bought presents for your children on the 20th. When you when you put the birthday presents, you might as well have just got the Christmas one at the same time, bro. Yeah, I just yeah, but maybe the second, you know, he's the full Nigerian dad man. He's gonna psh, psh, just give them some money. Yeah, one time, boy. Go and enjoy that. Go and enjoy That's that. all he wants, anyway. All right, um, all right. Thanks, guys. It's a shame that we didn't link up. I, I really, really prefer meeting up in person, but it is what it is. We had a good episode, anyways. Um, yeah, latest from the best podcast in the world. And remember, if you ain't saying nothing, say it well. Slag for life. Bigger and better things 2021. Yeah? I know I'm not I'm not one of those big uh, advocates for next year, this and that, but yeah, next year, big, big, big things again. Well, uh, I can tell you now that uh, our, our weather systems, we're going to have a few areas that are going to be um, the flooding that you've been hearing about intermittently is going to increase quite a bit and Africa's going to be the new um, garden for agriculture if you look at the um, the investment that China is doing in Africa right now they're, they're investing heavily in what is actually desert area right now across Niger and Chad and all those places and they're gonna it's going to be agriculture because the way our weather 15 is going to rain more there now than it, uh, than it, than it has in the plot already happened in Australia. Okay, we'll see how it goes.